crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Hey, welcome to another Big Fake Radio Show. Joining me as always is new Larry, Kevin Jank. What What is happening right now? That's right, now? Pumpkin Puss, I'm here. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's a reference. To, to what? Pumpkin Puss? No. Ah. <laughs> oh. Well, apparently you didn't watch the movies close enough. I guess not. <laughs> All right. So uh, that is a reference to something we watched tonight. No idea. <laughs> uh, my personal attorney, spiritual advisor, Tuffy, is not here this evening. He's up in Michigan. He should be back next week. But joining us, it's uh, it's old Larry. Larry. Fuck. That could be a quote Cole, from any Tarantino Is movie. that a Nicole Kidman quote? Or is that? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This evening, Larry is joining us because uh, last time he was on the show, good, I don't know, five weeks or so ago, he said he would come back on the show again if I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. And he said he would watch two movies, Mulholland Drive and Eyes Wide Shut. Now, Larry, I believe you only watched Eyes Wide Shut. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Both, I had to pay for both. I was like, oh, I can't pay for two <laughs> nearly three-hour fucking movies. I just, Dude. Yeah. Uh, that's a laugh for one week. Yeah. yeah I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last night. Well, apparently and... not that close, Pumpkin Puss. <laughs> no. I don't remember Pumpkin Puss at all. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it'll come back to me when we go through it. But, uh, yeah, so I saw a Hulu it was on Hulu, you know, and it's and they offered me a free trial. So I was like, all right, I'll get this Hulu and then I'll just cancel the free trial. And uh, so I get onto the Hulus and they say, oh, uh, that's not included in your. You have to get a stars add on. Yeah. Why is Hulu such a jerk? They do that all the time. They say, oh, it's on Hulu. Then you get there. No, it's not. You have to get something else in addition. Usually it'll say like Hulu and then underneath it'll in smaller letters, it'll say premium subscription. Meaning, yeah. like, it's not just yeah. the regular old. It means you got to also get the HBO pack or whatever. You can make that just as big, not smaller letters. No. Or also, like, yeah. premium subscription, that just means, like, you got to pay to get Hulu. No? That's what I think. No, yeah. no. That's what I'm saying. There's, it's Hulu Plus, basically. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Hulu. So, right away, I just canceled that subscription, and I had to spend uh, three ninety nine to rent it. Yeah. Or yeah. kicking yeah. the balls. Now, t- today... That in Tarantino's pockets. I love it. Well, <laughs> and there should be a joke there about little girl's feet in his pockets, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but uh, today, I watched Eyes Wide Shut, and it's on Paramount+. Plus. Mm, I don't have that. Oh. N- neither I don't do anymore. I. But free trial, Larry. Free seven-day trial, Paramount+. Plus. And you don't have to buy any extra subscriptions or anything. So I just uh, got, th- got it. And uh, watched Eyes Wide Shut and then canceled it. So there you go. 
Oh, okay. It'll work out. Yeah, I've already I've already done I've had Paramount Plus in the past, so I don't know if I would qualify <laughs> free. Oh, okay. I want you. Yeah, probably burned that. Yeah. Here's the problem I had with the Paramount Plus when you when you first sign up for the account, they ask you, hey, name at least three shows that you would like so we can uh, rec- make recommendations for you. That was a struggle finding three shows yeah. I liked. In yeah, I agree. And the other thing too with them is um, their menu is extremely laggy. Like just to go down or to the right, it freezes. Yeah. Oh, it's so I, I I canceled Paramount Plus just because I couldn't take the fucking <laughs> navigation through the menu. Uh, that's a good reason. Yeah, yeah. I struggled with it for many months. Mm-hmm. That's annoying. Jank, so was, what's up, man? Yeah, it's Jank. Hey. Yeah, we weren't <laughs> on the show together last time. Yeah, I've been talking <laughs> in a long time. What's going on? Ah, same old shit. Okay, because last <laughs> time I was here, I heard a word about, like, changed. you were going to get, like, Mega Man's brother tattooed on <laughs> you. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's still potential. That's in the okay. offing, maybe. Proto Man. Uh, still not decided on anything. But uh, I think there is going to be a tattoo in my future at some point. Oh. Could it be maybe a, you know, uh, old English style, you know, font of Larry, maybe down a thigh? <laughs> maybe could be. Maybe pumpkin puss, because I hear that's all the rage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. I'm just going to get thug life on my back real big, but, you know, maybe I'll <laughs> go with Larry. Yeah, Larry would look better. Like maybe have like you know, like get the, get the quill in there too and stuff. Like you know, it's right at the end of the Y. It just finished writing. You know, it's all Ooh, I like it. Harry Potter. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe just me as Harry Potter. I don't know. I'm just I'm throwing ideas out there. He's spitballing. Yeah. Just Harry or uh, Harry Potter standing in front of your tree doing the Larry pose. That would be all right. <laughs> yeah. That would be pretty good. <laughs> So, Larry, what have you been up to? It's been, like I said, a good five weeks or so. Um, Were you counting down the days when you're coming back on the show? You're like, oh, it's on. I hope they call me soon. No, no, but I, I'll be honest with you. I knew, like, I was, it was probably last week, early last week. I was like, I don't know. It's, it's about that time I'm going to hear from myself. <laughs> then, like, Wednesday came, and by the time Wednesday comes, I know if I don't hear from him by yeah. Tuesday, it's out. So I was like, all right. Yeah, you're safe. But then, like, this week, I got it, like, on a Sunday or something. Yeah. Man, he went early, so. I we, re- <laughs> we recorded last week's show Saturday night, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Jank uh, may have asked me when we were done. He's like, hey, did you talk to Larry yet? Because we were talking about maybe having you come on that week because Tuffy wasn't going to be here. And I said, no, but I'll remember to do that tomorrow. And, look, I, I did a little early because Jank reminded hey. me. Look at that. Why would you guys do it Saturday? Jank had one of those occult uh, rituals, like an eyes wide shut. He had to attend. Oh, a, a Jenkinson. No, Jank, I, I assume you've seen both of these movies. Yes, I've seen them before, and I rewatched them both again this week. Yikes! So they'd be fresh. Did you watch <laughs> yeah. and, Did you watch Mall Hall and Drive too? No, Mike Dell said that that was probably not going to happen, so I uh, I skipped on that for now. Yeah, I got the sense from you, Larry, that you're only going to watch Eyes Wide Shut, so I told Jank, you know, maybe not do Mulholland Drive, but if Larry ends up watching that, we'll just laugh at him, so. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, that's one that needs a long time to break down, I feel like, because I still don't even know exactly what the hell happens in that movie. So, Well, here's my thought going with Eyes Wide Shut was like, man, because they're both like two and a half, two forty five ish. So I'm like, all right, I could probably follow along with Eyes Wide Shut easier if I'm doing other shit other than like a, if I'm watching a David Lynch movie, I got to fucking pay attention to every god oh, yeah, that's going on. <laughs> but then like it was, I got into Eyes Wide Shut and then like, I don't know. You really have to pay attention to shit going on in Eyes Wide Shut too. Like if, if, the first time you watch it, you just say, yeah, hey, what's the big deal? But then you watch it again. There's like a lot of shit going on in the background and shit and mm. stuff. But, uh, yeah. You'll have to tell me about that. Cause it seems pretty straightforward to me. I'm gonna tell you, David Lynch watched it one time, so that's what <laughs> there's a lot of occult references and symbols and stuff. And oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like uh, so. But anyway, but uh, Larry, what have you been up to in these uh, past five weeks? Anything uh, exciting? Have you been having adventures? No, no adventures. No, nothing. <laughs> nothing no more camping. No, we're going up in October, but nothing since May or whatever that was. I bought a new mattress. That's about as crazy as it got over what, here. What, what kind? Did you get one of them purple mattresses? Uh, dude, I <laughs> no, I I wanted one. Okay? I always hear tell of the purple hey, mattress. Yes. But I don't know of anyone who has one. I know. So like, um, I went when we went up to the the, the place. Uh, they had the purple mattress, and you know we walk in. It's a whole fucking thing. Because like we get in there, it's like. I had a whole plan, all right, and <laughs> this happened, but this is what fucking happened. This was just like two Saturdays ago, maybe three Saturdays ago. So we're going up, and we need a new mattress because the old mattress was all like sagging, and you know, because I fucking I live in the bed, like I'm yeah. rarely not in the bed, so I fucked those mattresses up. So it was real saggy and uncomfortable. So. We go up to whatever's up at Mills Mall, Pittsburgh Mills, uh, mattress discounters or mattress warehouse or whatever the fuck it is. Next door to it is a PetSmart, okay? So. <laughs> okay. I tell Nick on the way up. You just got a dog's bed instead? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, right. no. I have a plan because, it, you know, we're going into mattress discounters first thing in the morning as they open. Not a good sign. So I say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to PetSmart, okay? And then we'll get Ziggy like a, a bag of treats or a bone or something like that. And then we'll just wander over next door to mattress discounters as to appear like we don't uh, want to be fucking bothered. Uh the guy you don't want to be seem desperate to get a new casual right if if you showed up right away you're like oh these people really need a mattress and so as soon as we open the door the guys in the back right corner store it's like a huge like just an open floor area and he's in the back far corner all and as soon as the door opens it ding dong and he whips his head around and i was like god (laughs) damn it so like I'm walking in front of Nick, and he comes right away. Hey, I'm Bill, or whatever the fuck. Uh, welcome to Mattress, whatever. How can I help you have a better night's sleep? And I was like, oh, okay, listen. I just, we're just looking. <laughs> Nick immediately goes, I need something that's uh, climate controlled. <laughs> I turn around, what the fuck are you doing? It's disgusting. I just wanted to come in here just as like, I was like, because uh, oh, I just wanted to see what these purple mattresses were about. So. He's like, yeah, 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 purple mattress. Yeah, we got that. Yeah, we'll get to that. So 
we get into this thing. He's like, how do you sleep? Do you sleep hard? Do you sleep light? You know, the whole fucking spiel. I sleep hard. Yeah. What does that even mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, where you just pass out and you don't wake up. I wake up, like, every 90 minutes or so when I sleep. I don't know. It's terrible. Yeah. But anyways, we go to the fucking thing, and he, he's like, he's like, come over here. I got I to gotta show you this thing. He's got this fucking bed set up, and he's asking us all these trivia questions. I was like, oh, dude, I'm not getting into all this today, all right? <laughs> Nick's already, like, jumping on the thing. Like, he's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I felt like such a fucking asshole. Like, come on, come on, Jerry, just just lay down on the bed. And I was like, hey. So I get on the fucking bed, you know, and it's like, you got to do this, that, the other thing. Long story short, I just was like, we go through the whole spiel. He's, you know, pressure point this and fucking adjust the <laughs> And um, apparently this is supposed to like, you know, you know how you take your car into the garage for a diagnostic or whatever. Well, this is going to spit out what mattresses are, are your best. And I was like, whatever. So we get through the whole spiel. There's a fucking video you watch and shit. It's like a cartoon. It's almost like something you would watch in health class about the, like the reproductive. Yeah. It's like it's the like a STDs where they're all like fancy yeah. characters. Yeah, except it's like mattress springs or whatever talking and <laughs> swinging around, and it, it's fucking uh, stupid. Let me ask you this: DNA you, from Jurassic Park. Do you think yeah, after they run those diagnostic to. tests, does it ever spit out that the cheapest mattress would be the best one for you? No. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, because, like, as soon as we get off the thing, he takes us to the mattress, like, right in the front, the front of the motherfucking store, dude, in front of the giant window on a Saturday morning. People are on the side walking back and forth. I'm literally nine inches from the glass just enough room to get in to get onto the bed to lay down to see what it feels like and i'm like i feel like such a fucking asshole laying here he's like nobody cares i'm like i feel like an asshole all right so anyways i'm like yeah whatever it's fucking fine or whatever i was like i just want to try the purple mattress all right the purple mattress so we get over to the purple mattress and like i get on it and it it's different like i'll tell you like it does feel like you're laying on like a jelly sandwich. Like it's kind of <laughs> soft and squishy. And I, I kind of liked it. But then when I was like, um, I'm thinking like, I don't know, you know, maybe after a week or something, this would get on my fucking nerves. So I was like, how much is this thing? And he's like, Oh, that one there. He pulls it out. He's like, Oh, it's, uh, 5,400. What? 5,400. Like, I was like, <laughs> uh, that. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, well, how much is that first mattress that we, we laid on up by the fucking window? And he's like, oh, that one's 5200 And I was like, $5,200 for a mattress? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, he's like, listen, a mattress is like your home, your car. <laughs> he's like, you invest no, it's not. in this thing. <laughs> it's not at all. No, yeah, it's not supposed to be. And I say to him, I'm like, I understand that, but after I pay off my home investment and my car investment i don't have mattress money invested <laughs> and he's like all right so basically we just ended up getting like the plain old sealy posturepedic water yeah. i don't know but that was still two g's yeah. good lord i hear you go to ikea they they send you a mattress rolled up in like a box yeah like 80 bucks <laughs> like that was, that was tough i got and he like it popped open in the stairway Oh. oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me ask you this is. about the the purple mattress, though. This is what the question that I've been begging to ask someone: Are they purple? Yes. Wow. Yeah. 
Seems yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, I mean, once you put the sheet over it, though, like you're ever gonna fucking see it again. <laughs> yeah, you won't see it again. And I'll be honest, the one I was laying on, it was probably 16 inches thick. I mean, you need some fucking big ass motherfucking sheets to go on there. It was a big thick <laughs> mattress, man. Damn. Yeah. yeah. So that was about that was about his double quarter pounder of mattresses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you just take the mattress home with you, or they ship it or deliver? No, they shipped it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. The free delivery. Well, that's nice. Yeah. So, I don't know if you strapped it to the roof of the car. <laughs> I guess I could have. Yeah, but I, I didn't. Yeah, it's probably wise not to. Uh, well, congratulations on the new mattress. Oh yeah, it's exciting things over here. Like, it wasn't, I didn't give a fuck, because, like, when we're at, Nick's like, what about this one? What about that one? I was like, Nick, I am fine sleeping on the couch, so I don't care. This is really what you want. The best mattress I ever had that I liked the most was uh, just an inflatable mattress that when I lived down in Squirrel Hill. Remember, (laughs) I had that small room. Yeah, I have one of those. (laughs) It was great. I loved it. Yeah. (laughs) Aren't they a little noisy, though? Yes, that's the only problem. They're squeaky. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't roll around much. You know. Oh, I, I, I'm, I, I'm a mess. <laughs> well, uh, you're squeaky, not the kind of squeaky that you know sucks your cock in the morning when you're a blind old man. That's another <laughs> once upon a time in Hollywood reference. I got that one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, today I was at the not so urgent care. Why? Do you remember like months ago when I said uh, I thought I had a, an abscessed tooth? Remember yeah. That? Yeah, and I had to go to the urgent care for then. Well, it turned out back then it wasn't an abscess tooth. It was uh, my crown. I have a crown back there, you know. And it, they thought it was like uh, wonky. Like I, I ate a uh, roasted soybean and it knocked it loopy or something. Okay. And so like they thought it was like digging in and irritating my gum, and that's what caused the gum to swell up and everything. Yes. But I'm like, wait, uh, all right, it quit bothering me by that point. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm just gonna forget about it. And I had a good run. I had a good seven months of it not bothering me. And it started bothering me again. So uh, I had to go, like, uh, get antibiotics again. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, you're probably going to have to do that every couple of months until you finally get this taken care of. Yeah, I know. I don't I don't want to get a whole new fucking crown. Because you know what? A crown's like a mattress. It's like your car. It's like your house. <laughs> you got to really yeah. invest in it. And uh, I'd rather not. So it's ridiculous. To... Huh? Trying I mean, to at least the investment in your car is going to last you for like 25 years, so the yes. way you drive yeah. it. So I think you'll be all right. You can afford hey. to invest in a tooth. Yeah, I put gas in the car today when I uh, – so that was exciting. <laughs> Don't get to do that too often. But at the uh, at the not-so-urgent care, I went in there, and there's only one lady ahead of me. So I'm like, oh, this won't be bad at all, you know? And uh, I was in the waiting for over an hour, and like no other patients even came out. Oh, my God. They must have been on break. So then that lady finally went in, and then uh, they took me in uh, 15 minutes after her or whatever, and uh, they sent me up back in a room, and, uh, you know, the little nurse there was talking to me, and then she says, all right, the doctor will be in in a minute. And then I was just sitting on a table for another half hour waiting in there. <laughs> and then when the doctor finally comes in, uh, she was real nice, but uh, it was like literally she was in the room 90 seconds. And <laughs> she looked at my, my gum and she's like, yeah, we'll give you some antibiotics and out. So the whole thing took over two hours, but I saw the doctor for like 90 seconds. I cannot stand yeah. 
community. Yeah. I really can't. <laughs> They're kicking the balls. But uh, I, I don't want to, like, because uh, I'm not having any pain or anything, but I just, you know, the gum's not looking good. <laughs> and I don't want it to, uh, if you don't get an infection treated, I guess it could be bad. So I guess. Because yeah. here's the other thing, Larry. At some point, I'm like, you know, they always tell me if you don't uh, treat the infection in a tooth, it can get into your jawbone and then into your bloodstream, and then it could kill you. All right. And when I'm thinking, yes. <laughs> That was my attitude. And I, I had to like check because I was uh, I was like, yeah, well, that's OK. But I was like, no, that's the wrong attitude. You can't have that attitude. You know, <laughs> it's all right. I guess. I don't know. I have to I have to give a damn. Right. No. I mean, what's the point? This whole fucking world's on the verge. Like, who <laughs> but we got to at least stick around till the aliens come. Right. <laughs> well, the, apparently, the, according to that gorish guy or whatever the fuck, he's already seen him in shit. Yeah, well, who knows if that guy's telling the truth, but it just seems like it's all a big dog and pony show, no? Like, it's all just fake to distract from other things, don't you think? Everything's fake. Yeah. Nothing matters. <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of nothing matter, Jank, did you see Barbie? No, no he did not. No. <laughs> no. I've been in the movies in a while now, actually. Ah. Uh. Because he's got a bad attitude like you, Larry. You know, he's giving <laughs> yep. up. When, when did you become a beacon of positivity? I'm trying. You know? <laughs> it wasn't there five weeks ago when I was here. <laughs> <laughs> it goes in ebbs and flows. Ebbs yeah. and flows. Which, yeah. Are we in ebb or a flow right now? We're in a flow right yeah. now. We're trying to. Yeah. Two days ago. All those YouTube views on Flea Market Fantasy are really big ebb. Spirit. Big ebb. <laughs> hey, hey, Larry, I started a TikTok account last night for Flea Market Fantasy. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you 14? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, Jank, the videos I put up last night there, we have like 100 views or something on all of them. So, yeah, wow. we're trying to, we're trying to direct people to the YouTube channel. You know, we're trying to get people to go to the YouTube channel from uh, the TikToks. What are you making videos of? Just the, the podcast, you know? Oh, audio clips. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because remember I said my buddy uh, John Fortunato wants to make us YouTube stars. Do you remember that? Yes. And we're well on our way, Larry. We have 56 subscribers. <laughs> You're right there with Mr. Beast. <laughs> we picked up a subscriber last night, Jack. We're 56. Hey, all right. I think it was the TikTok. I think someone from TikTok came over and subscribed. <laughs> you understand how old man that sounds? Is you made a TikTok account to post <laughs> audio clips? No, they're videos. Yeah, they're videos. Well, uh, what do you? Sometimes they have pictures to go along with them. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. It's like like uh, clips from the comic books with audio over top of it. You know, like that. It's just as good as those '60s like Marvel cartoons were. Yeah. Got as much production value as those. Hey, yeah, you know that song. <laughs> yeah. Turns to the Hulk. How do you know that song? I used to watch that show. That, that song's the best. Yeah. I, I've been watching that cartoon like. Well, I have stopped, actually. I was going to say nonstop, but I did stop this week. But uh, there's like a six-hour video of those cartoons on YouTube. You can just put it on and let it roll. All of them, or is it they all Hulk? Uh, every, one, every one of them. Because it was a yeah, syndicated Hulk. show that aired nightly, and there was Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, uh, Thor, and Namor. And each, each one was a different day of the week. Yeah. And there were 13 episodes of each one. So... Yeah, I, I I used to watch those. They used to be on at like six in the morning when I was, you know, six, seven, eight, nine years old. Yeah, fucking love that show. You been watching anything else, Larry? Um, 
I did. I watched. You know what I watched the other day? I, I started over. I watched the first episode of Daredevil, and holy fuck, was it good! Oh, <laughs> see, see, Jake, yeah. didn't you say you what you watched yeah. it? You didn't like it again, but uh, no, right? I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said I could see like I wouldn't like how I watch people watch Buffy and watch reactions <laughs> to Buffy. Like I would, I would not do the same for Daredevil because it's well, just not that interesting the second time around. <laughs> I bet you would if there was an attractive young lady watching Daredevil season one, you'd be watching it. But, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I can't rule that out, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the Daredevil. Uh, remember every time we reviewed those shows, I had a big list of all the things I hated about it or that were wrong, but I still like the show. Yeah. I don't know. So because there's yeah. doing that, uh, you know, what's the big storyline born again or whatever? Is that yeah, the one? yeah. I don't. I kind of get the feeling this is not going to have anything to do with the actual born again storyline, so I'm very worried about it. But yeah, I hope it's good. Well, for guys like me who don't know a lot, just like watching Daredevil beat up guys, I, I don't know. The first episode, I was like, man, that was really just a good forty minutes of TV. It was, yeah. Very yeah, my biggest problem on, on the rewatch is it doesn't have a lot of range in terms of, like, it's got good action for sure, but other than that, it doesn't have a lot going on. Like, there's not a lot of humor, like, oh, this was fun. It's it's just kind of dour and... It is all that, yes, I agree, which, which, which made his appearance in She-Hulk weird, because he's pretty jokey in that. Yeah. I was like, that's not Daredevil I watched three seasons of. <laughs> Yeah, why did he change all of a sudden? I, I didn't even see the uh, appearance in She-Hulk. Yeah, it's like the last episode, I think. He has the uh, he has the old costume on with the yellow yeah, and yellow, brown or whatever, yellow and red. What color was it? It was no, brown. Yeah, it was brown. yeah, yeah, that one. He has that on. But it's solid. Um, have you have you guys watched what, Food Stars? Have you watched this Ramsey Food Stars? No, I saw the commercial, but I have not seen it. Okay, because we just started watching it this week. It's on Hulu. Um, Is that the one where he's investing his own money or something like that? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm sure the network is coming. (laughs) So it's like Shark Tank, but with food people? Uh, It's kind of like Shark Tank in a way. It's more like... um, uh, it's kind of, well, it's, it's basically Hell's Kitchen, but they just kind of fucking flip the format around a little bit. And, you know, these people are all like business owners or entrepreneurs or like people on the, you know, with a, with a solid idea of like, there's a one dude on there that has like some kind of fucking app he's trying to get off the ground. And he, and, and so Ramsey like puts them in situations where like they gotta like, um, it's kind of like the apprentice meets Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Where like they, they they'll like I think the first one they they all had to like create their own food truck and then you know highest profit margin team stayed and all that kind of shit but it's basically Hell's Kitchen beats The Apprentice it's it's okay I mean it's nothing great he's not he's not screamy on it he's more oh. like yeah he's more like helpful and you know he's not you fucking donkey and that doesn't. And that doesn't <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do like that side of him, but I'd rather see him screaming at people, obviously. Yeah, he's getting old. It's always more fun. Yeah, I haven't watched Randy. Yeah, probably like us, where he's just, like, giving up on life. It's not even worth screaming at these people. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> watched any Ramsey in several years. Oh. I'm out of the loop with uh, I'm very loop, because uh, they're bringing Kitchen, Kitchen Nightmares is coming back in the fall. Ooh. 
Yeah, see, I love Kitchen Nightmares. I love I like Kitchen Nightmares okay. better than Hell's Kitchen. Do they still do Hell's Kitchen? Uh yeah. Do they still do Master Chef? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, dude, he's got thirty nine TV shows. <laughs> he's on everything. Yeah, Ridiculous. I wish I had that kind of money. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Larry, I, I've been watching the X-Files. Oh, really? Why? I, I just need, wanted something to uh, watch. And, uh, oh, I know how it started. Because I was, I was listening to the audiobooks when I take my naps. There's audiobooks on YouTube of the X-Files. And, uh, what? Yeah. yeah just, <laughs> you just put them on YouTube. I take my nap listening to an audiobook. And uh, so I'm like, all right, I like these little stories. Maybe I'll check out the show. Because I never really watched it back in the day. You know, I just saw a handful of episodes. So it's on freebie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I never watched. It's also on any- the Hulu, by the way. But uh, the regular Hulu, and you don't need stars or anything like that. Yeah, I just canceled my subscription, so fuck them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the freebie. I started it, uh, you know, episode one there, and I think I'm into like three or four episodes deep into season two. Uh huh. I know. And uh, I'll say this: I like it. It's entertaining. It's fine, you know. But it's nowhere near as good as I thought it was going to be. Like, just the writing and the acting is not yeah. really as good as I expected, like, on the whole. <laughs> like, there's good moments and everything, but overall, it's like, oh, yeah, this is just a TV show on Fox. You know what I mean? It wasn't. Yeah. Well, those 22-episode seasons, they got to have a lot of filler in there. Yes. I lot. think uh, the one I just watched, one of the last ones I watched was uh, there is this, like, uh a worm guy living underwater in the sewers, and he'd like suck onto people. You remember this? One? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too familiar with it. Like back in the day, Jeff loved the X Files, and I just, I mean, I I've seen a bunch of episodes, but it's okay. Like I I could take it or leave yeah. it. There's one really good episode I like, um, but other than that, like I never really got into it. The movies I've seen those, they're they're fine. There's there's more than one movie? Uh yeah, I think there's at least Yeah, I think there's two. two. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. I can't remember what they're called. I think one's called I Want to Believe, maybe. X Files yeah. I Wanna Believe. Is one is one the Seeker of the Use? Yes. <laughs> I wish. Get David Werner back out of mothballs. Uh, yeah, so watching the X Files. See how you know what else I've been watching? A lot of fuck, man. This is like mostly when I get home from work until like Nick, Nick's done working. Will you shut your dog ass? <laughs> um, I get on these fucking loops down on uh, Facebook where I start watching these videos where like everybody's challenging cops about like, you know, I'm not I'm not IDing myself. You know, you work <laughs> chump. Like I get in those videos like the, Sometimes, like, I'll watch them for, like, an hour and a half, just video after video after video, and, like, these people telling the cops off. I think they're fucking funny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that's something, I guess. I, I didn't I didn't have that on my bingo card that you would be watching those videos, but all right. That's funny. Me, <laughs> me either. I get sucked into them, man. Huh. Fucking Zuckerberg. Are you guys – well, not – are you leaving Twitter at any point? No. <laughs> all right. I, I know there's like 29 other things that everybody else is going on. Yeah. Well, I hear that thread stinks. 
I have no idea. Yeah. Isn't that just like Instagram, but a little extra? I don't. I don't like Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just staying on where, wherever Oscar is. That's where I'll stay. Hmm. <laughs> she still have a belt. Yeah, she's the the champ. Uh, at SummerSlam, she's wrestling Bianca and Charlotte, Triple Threat. Oh God, not Charlotte. I know. <laughs> oh, Charlotte. I know. It's annoying as hell. She's okay. not. Pretty soon, what's going? They're just going to Roman Reigns her too. Like, fuck you guys. We're just going to. She's just going to main event until she's over. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Have you been watching wrestling at all? No, just the pay per view. I'll watch. I really ain't watching the weekly bullshit. Well, I guess SummerSlam is still a week away, right? It's not this. Uh, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, I think it's next weekend. But uh, Janker Girl Liv Morgan, she was on the show on uh, Monday. And it's like, oh, or maybe it was last Friday. I can't remember. But she's like, oh, look, she's healthy, you know, because we thought she injured her shoulder. But then they just had Rhea Ripley come out and beat the fuck out of her. And, uh,. <laughs> So that they can write her off now. I guess, yeah, her shoulder is fucked up. So, ooh, well, didn't she, didn't she get injured in a match last time? So why couldn't they just write her off after that? Uh, she didn't get injured in a match. It was um, she just came running down the ramp and clotheslined Rhea over the barricade, and then like they weren't shown again after that. So like no one oh. knew that she got hurt except people who filmed it <laughs> after the show. You know. Uh, Hey, also, uh, Jack, tomorrow, I think it premieres, or this weekend it premieres, the WWE superstars are on uh, Family Feud. Oh, yeah. You got the men versus the women, and the women's team features uh, Jack's beloved Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan. Oh, wow. That's dynamite right there. Also, check that out. Because I don't think I have live TV anymore. (laughs) So I guess I won't. (laughs) You'll be on Hitler, though. Sweet. Yeah, no idea. But uh So what else is going on, Larry? Not a whole lot. That's what I mean. It's just hey. the same fucking groundhog day. Uh uh fantasy football. You in again this year? If you want to. Yeah, cuz they I guess it started up again. They yeah, who sent me an email like last week or something. Brandon already emailed me complaining that uh the draft was set as a, a live offline draft or something. I'm like, "Brandon, I haven't even looked at the fucking league yet." Calm <laughs> <laughs> down, dude. You know, it's not even August. No, like he gives a fuck. He he's usually abandons the team by week 3 anyways. What the fuck is he? <laughs> him in the end. <laughs> so, uh yeah, didn't it? We got to get him the fuck out. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, I can't stand an absentee team. It's fucking bullshit. Uh, hey, the Ed is uh, working as the site coordinator for uh, Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. Oh, what does that mean? He's a site coordinator. Uh, you know, you uh, you help organize the site. You know, you like you give people rides <laughs> or whatever to survey. You know, you uh, you know, he's a director. You're saying. Kind of, yeah. All right, well. So. Nate Diaz and who? Jake Paul. Jake Paul, Logan's little brother. Yikes. That's a who's who of who cares. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay for that, or is that like just like on MTV or something? <laughs> I think you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, like what? Three ninety nine. Oh, I think it would at least be too premium. It's probably going to be like 50 bucks. That doesn't make any sense, though. All right, well, <laughs> it does like, uh, hates money. 
I think that's next weekend as well, with the same weekend as SummerSlam. There's a big UFC card tomorrow night. Justin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, you excited for that? No, is he related to Mike Poirier? <laughs> Mike L? Yeah. No, no relation. Have you no talked relation. to Mike L lately? Uh, he was on Flea Market Fantasy a while back. No, yeah. it was like a month and a half ago. Yeah, he uh, seemed all right, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, Mike L. Oh, Mike L. All right, uh, so are we get his brother coming up. We should get G.I. Jolie to come back on. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you were saying that about Big Brother, Larry, not G.I. Jolie, the old God, right? Yes, Big Brother. Yeah. God damn. I heard it's going to be extra long this season. Because of the writer's strike? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing else. Oh, hey, Larry, last week we watched uh, – what movie did we watch last week, Jank? Naked Souls. Naked Souls. Wow, I can't even – oh, uh, Pam Anderson. Anderson. That was a Pam yeah. – Tuffy picked some Pam Anderson movie. But anyway, in the uh, similar movies that IMDb recommended, there's something called uh, – I'm just going to say Ellie. I can't remember the exact name. But it's about some uh, southern girl whose uh, wicked stepmother kills her father. And then she tries to get revenge on them, on her, on the lady and her sons. And the lady who played the part was, uh, I think her name was Sharon from Big Brother. Remember the one who was a, a, a penthouse pet, and from season nine, she was like an old. She was in her forties when she was on the show. Oh yeah, well, she was partnered up with a baller. Yeah, Sheila maybe was her name. Sheila, yes. Yeah, there Sheila. Yes. Yeah, so we were going to watch that movie because. Jank and Tuffy, they didn't even know who she was. They didn't even remember her. Yeah, I skipped nine. Uh, yeah, nine's not awesome. Wasn't that the writer's yeah. strike season as well? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, it was like a winter season. Yeah. Cool. They're just like trying to break people up, it seemed like. like yeah. Yeah. Uh, remember that Natalie girl that loved uh, the other drug dealing guy on there? Uh, Ronnie. <laughs> What's his name? Ronnie? I can't remember. He was like Boston. He was that Boston dude. I don't know. I don't know. It was just annoying. There was a lot of annoying people in that season. Like, uh, do you and Nick still go back and watch the old Big Brothers? No. No, it's weird, too, you know, because we lived for that, and now we don't even even give a fuck. Yeah, neither neither do I. I actually watch the first two weeks now, and then I'm out. (laughs) You're not even watching Alyssa. Then it's like, well. Then I'll stick around a little longer. Oh, Jake's not even watching whole seasons. Nope. No. I think Tuffy's the only one left who still sticks through the whole thing. Yeah. Jake, uh, are you uh, switching anything? Nintendo's switching? Uh, You know what? I haven't even touched it in in quite a while. okay. Started playing the old Xbox again a little bit. What, the Xbox One? Yeah. Oh, what are you playing? Um, me and like Pete and Nick and Scooch, we play uh, Dead by Daylight and Rocket League. <laughs> okay, is that that is Rocket League that car game with the soccer ball? Yeah, it's basically soccer, but yeah, you're driving around cars and hitting the ball with cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun. It looks fun. It looks hard. Yeah, that's not bad. They have different modes too. There's like a basketball mode, and uh, I think there's like a hockey mode. Hey, um, um We'll tell Mike. Yeah. There's one where you can, like, instead of a ball, it's like a cube, so it doesn't roll as much. It's like, this is weird. I don't know if I like this. 
right. You switching it up, Larry? What's that? Larry, you still switching it up? Uh, yeah, I played here and there. I, um, I bought recently, um, Lego, um, DC supervillains. I like the Lego games. So this one, you know, you get to beat Bane, Joker, and all them guys. I like being the bad guys better. I don't like the fact that it's a DC game, but I'll allow it. it. Yeah, I'll allow it. It's fun. The Lego games are fun. Yeah, they really are. I still yeah. have all the Indiana Jones ones, the Star Wars ones, I think the Batman ones. Yeah, they're a good time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Harry Potter. They're very low stakes. It's not like, oh, this is going to stress me out trying to beat this game. It's like, this is easy as hell. Yeah, it's, it's fun. fun to do. Yeah. I enjoy it. Good. All right. Well, it's a movie time. It's movie time. Movie all right, time. Let's, let, let's start with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. All right. Because you made me watch this. I, I didn't make you do anything. I forgot all about this discussion until you emailed me. <laughs> That's what I figured. But, uh, yeah. So, Larry, uh, why do you uh, – how should we start this? <laughs> what? <laughs> should I just come out oh, and start my accusation, Or should we break down I think the we can guess. <laughs> well, I think what it was for me was like, you know – I haven't heard the Quentin Tarantino steals from everybody speech in a few years. <laughs> like, oh, I'm due. I'm due to hear the Quentin Tarantino steals from everybody speech. Yeah, I forgot to look up what he stole from. So is day. that is that what it is? <laughs> did some Japanese guy make this movie 40 years ago and <laughs> Tarantino just remade it? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I didn't have a chance to look it up. I forgot. A lot of time in Hiroshima. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Because I used to love Tarantino, you know, like when Pulp Fiction came out, Jackie Brown. I love Jackie Brown. Even the first uh, Kill Bill, I went and saw it in the theater by myself. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed that quite a bit. But then uh, there's a time when I realized, oh, shit, he's just stealing everything. And I was like, well, this stinks. Like, he's not getting influenced. He's literally doing the same scenes, shot for shot. Just, okay. Like, what the fuck? But anyway, uh, um, and then I hated Django Unchained. I thought that was awful. Um, I never saw The Hateful Eight. Oh, if you hated Django, you that moment. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I don't know. I yeah. thought Inglorious Bastards was, you know, eh. It was all right. a good one. That movie, I, really, I hate it. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Not a fan. Um, I just remember it had that kid from The Office. Remember that? Yeah, yeah B.J. Novak. Novak. What the fuck was that about? Sam the Man Levine is in that in that scene with them. Yeah, Eli Roth. Oh, is he in there too? Yeah, he's the bear Jew. Oh, okay. The yeah. bear Jew. There's a UFC <laughs> fighter named his nickname is the bear Jew. Oh, yeah. oh, see, he's stealing from Quentin Tarantino. Everyone does. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking asshole that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> match. So, uh, all right. So, was there any other Tarantino movies in there that I missed? Has he made any other ones? Uh, no, those are the most recent ones. Hate Plate was the one right before uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is that Jennifer Jason Lee? Is she in there? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, Dorothy Parker. Yeah. Kurt Russell. Uh, yeah. What's the deal with Kurt Russell? He's like in all his movies now or something. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Since Death Proof, I think. 
Yeah, Death Proof. Oh, yeah, the Death Proof. Mm. I, I, that doesn't count as one of his movies, though. But <laughs> I recently just watched that, like, not maybe a year ago. I don't even think I finished it all, but I really was into that, too. Like, Kurt Russell's awesome yeah. in that movie. Yeah, it was better than I thought. Like, I put that one off for a long time, and I was like, this isn't yeah. amazing, but it's 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 fun. Yeah, I hear you. That's what I did. I was like, oh, this is going to be stupid. So I waited. Like I said, I just watched it about a year ago. And I was like, oh, this is better than I thought it was going to be. To, to remind everyone, like myself, uh, Death Proof, Death Proof, that was like a uh, like a partial, like Grindhouse movie or whatever, right? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was like a double feature with uh, Robert Rodriguez's Planet Terror, I believe. And then they called the whole thing, the two movies together, Grindhouse. Okay. And... uh Robert Rodriguez, he also directed From Dusk Till Dawn, where Tarantino acted, right? Yeah, that's right. Because if it's one thing Quentin Tarantino is great at, (laughs) acting. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Performance in Pulp Fiction will tell you that much. Good God. That sucks. (laughs) Cut the bullshit, Jules. I don't need to know about (laughs) I'm the one that fucking buys it. No, it's right. Now it's not the coffee in my kitchen. Don't even say it. All <laughs> right. So, um, once upon a time in Hollywood, Larry, uh, when did you first encounter this film? You didn't go to the theaters, right? No, I did not go to the theaters. I, um, I'm not sure where I watched it. Somewhere streaming. And ooh la and la, I was hooked from. Really? God I don't get it. I just don't get it. I love this movie. The fuck? I am fascinated with like, say, 40s to 80s era California for some reason. Like, hmm, okay. sometimes I'll just go on YouTube and just like, you know, uh, Santa Monica Boulevard and like people will be driving and they took video from like 1971. And I just like looking at the businesses and I don't know. I've never been to California, but I'm, for some reason, I, I really feel like I need to be in California. I just, I don't know, but I love, you know, I always love the episodes of Mad Men when Don went out to California. Those are always great. Yeah. I think was that, that was later on though, right? Season two. I think, uh, I think it started in season two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Been a long time since I watched that, but yeah, I just I love that L.A. is like a character in this movie. So you're like a big fan of the Beverly Hillbillies? Oh fuck no, that shows. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that! I always hated that. Fuck. That should be right in your wheelhouse. Fuck no. All right. Fair now, Jank, where do you, where do you weigh in on this? Because you have a level head. I knew going into this, he wasn't going to like. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, yeah. It, it didn't. Oscar could have played every role, and he still would have hated it because I love it. <laughs> no, here, listen. Let me just say this. Let me say this. Uh, Brad Pitt is awesome. Yeah, he's so good yeah. this movie. Holy! And, and I just learned that he won the Academy Award. I had no idea, but he won it for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Well deserved. Yeah. No, see, I had no idea. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, I looked it up. And uh, Tarantino got nominated for, like, Best Screenplay or something. What the fuck? But anyway, <laughs> um, he, the, it, the, it has its moments, and we'll get into them as we go through the movie. But uh, there are some parts I like. But overall, uh, it's like the Beatles of movies. It's just the self-indulgent, meandering <laughs> bullshit. It's, yeah. Uh, there's no there's no plot. There's no movie, really. It's just a bunch of scenes. And, like, no, it's apparent. It's, it's, but... well... No. It's a plot. What's the plot? <laughs> What's the plot? What happens and then something changes 
and then this happens. Nothing, nothing until the, this movie is two hours and 45 fucking minutes and nothing, uh, <laughs> there's no, uh, consequence of, uh, action, you know, this happens and then this happens until maybe about two hours in. Maybe. Yeah. It's a lot of setup for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, it's a two hour, 45 minute movie and the first two hours is setup. That's a problem. <laughs> the problem. Well, I mean, I could see how you, you give him a screenplay nominee for like nomination for that because it's different. It's taking some chances. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's good. Not following it's a typical formula. It's not a it's not a movie plot. It's a it's different. It's just it's just Tarantino's uh, trying to be cool for two hours. It's not though. It, I mean, it's like it's a character study of Leonardo DiCaprio's guy coming to realize that he's aging out of fucking Hollywood, and you know he's at the end and? of. It. And he's not, and it's just him coming to grips that with he's getting older, like something that every single fucking person faces is like the end is coming, the end's but coming. It, but that's not really what happens in the movie. It, it, he the end doesn't come for him. He he goes off and makes movies in Italy, and then he comes home. He's now he's he's best buddy. Spoiler alert: with Sharon Tate and everything. So his career is actually at, at a high point here because he didn't want yeah, it. He's in Italy though. And he sure. he got Brad Pitt to convince him to go, and everything changed. Yeah, I don't so, know. The, the whole going to Italy thing is kind of where it loses me a little bit, because it seems like that was kind of unnecessary. Like, this is kind of a weird jaunt in the middle of the movie, where it's like, this could have all unfolded exactly the same way without that happening. But then there's a lot. Like, oh, I don't want to do Italian movies. And then, like, <laughs> and then he just stays home and runs into the hippies and then meets Sharon Tate, and that changes his career. Like, you the whole Italian a- Six months really didn't need to happen. You could take a fucking machete to this movie and cut out like an hour and a half and nothing would change. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, I, uh, I can see that point for sure. Because like, especially when like Brad Pitt's like driving home. Do we need to see the entire drive? Yes. <laughs> like, I get that you recreated the 60s, but. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I even mean. the beginning, even the beginning. Well, I don't know. Are we going to break this down like go through it? Because I don't want to ruin these scenes. We'll talk about them as we go. All right. So I'm just. Yeah, Self-indulgent, meandering bullshit is how I would classify this film. That's, <laughs> I can't argue that there is some self-indulgence in here. There's a trying to recreate his his childhood essentially, and and how what, many fucking what, how times like he lived there? Do we have to see women's feet? <laughs> what do you That's want? Staple, yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of like distracting when you know it's his staple, and he does it repeatedly. But I mean, Stanley Kubrick has long, like long. <laughs> notes that are drawn out like on a you know a stringed instrument a cello or whatever that's a trademark of him he does it in every movie it's just he likes feet what are you gonna do <laughs> you just gotta roll with it yeah, yeah. uh there, there are some really i thought like i said i thought brad pitt was awesome and i thought his dialogue was always spot on DiCaprio's really good in this too um but there were some scenes where i thought the dialogue was painful uh, like when he's talking to the little girl you know, in the movie set. That's Pumpkin Puss. Oh, that's yeah. Pumpkin Puss? Pumpkin Puss. Oh, yeah, remember he called her Pumpkin Puss? She's like, first of all, I don't like names like Pumpkin Puss. Oh, we'll talk about that later since you're upset. I don't even, I was losing interest by that point oh, in, the, in the movie. Because <laughs> again, we were only an hour and 40 minutes in at that point. They were still setting up. So I was losing interest in the setup by that point. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, what, what else? What other notes do I have in the film? Yeah, that's about it. Self-indulgent nonsense. <laughs> so your one note was, I didn't like the scene between him and Pumpkin Puss. <laughs> no, no, we'll go through. We'll go through the rest. I would have liked it better if I uh, caught on to the Pumpkin Puss. Well, if you, <laughs> you know, watched it, you would have caught on to it. 
<laughs> I did my best. I tried very hard. Uh, I also have a, you know, could be a problem with Roman Polanski being lionized as someone you need to be held up to. Like, you know, he's a child rapist. I don't know if we should be. Yeah. Him in this was, fight. There was no praise of him. He just yes, there was the way he shot in the car driving with Sharon Tate. And he's like, that's Polanski. And it's like, oh, this guy is great. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe not celebrate Polanski. That's just maybe. I mean, like he's a very minor part. They They kind of have yeah. him in Europe. Most of it, so they try to right. avoid Polanski as much as they can. Wasn't, you know, they didn't know shit about him back in whatever yeah. six, six or. Yeah. I'm aware of that, but Tarantino does know about him, so maybe don't champion him that much. You know, maybe show him, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, what else? Sharon Tate. Question, question: When did all that start? Because I've heard, you know, that that you know him and the kids started after Sharon Tate died. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. He no. was okay. Yeah, that was always. That, his that's thing. just when it came out. Uh, yeah. You know, but um, yeah, he was always a kind of a creep. Um, but uh, there's a talk that he had videos of her being raped by two men. The devil? Um, no. But again, that's the other thing. You know, he makes Rosemary's Baby and Larry. Uh, I've never seen all of Rosemary's Baby. I just saw clips here and there. But isn't that basically about a fellow who wants an act? Explain the premise of Rosemary's Baby. Um, basically, he's like a uh, Mia Farrow is married to I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, my and, buddy uh, Cassavetes. Yes, Cassavetes. yes, and he's kind of like a down and out actor, and he kind of cuts a deal with the neighbors next door, Ruth yes. Gordon and whomever. Basically, he sells his wife to the to them so that the devil can impregnate her, and you know all that kind of shit for a. You know, a successful acting career, basically. Yeah, so basically he sells the soul to a satanic cult. He sells the kid. And, you know, the conspiracy angle one, there's a lot. We'll talk about the Manson family after. But um, but people would argue that Polanski was just telling his story in that, that, you know, he basically sacrificed Sharon Tate to mm-hmm. advance his position in the world. And then the reason he got exposed as a pedophile is because he wasn't going along with everything he was supposed to then. So, because um, that's how you get yeah. into those groups because they have stuff on you, and then if you don't do what you want, then, oh, look at him! So they chased him out. But do you understand too, though? Like, there's not always a correlation between. <laughs> you can probably <laughs> make a correlation between any two things in the world and turn it into a pedophile. But no, Larry, <laughs> he's actually you know. I understand that. I know he, he did. Children. I, I, you know, I know that. <laughs> Sure, There's no correlation I need to make here. No, but I mean, now it's like, oh, well, Rosemary's baby's really, you know, not necessarily. It's a story. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> I guess. Next week, why UHF is really about pedophilia. It's, about, it's a movie about selling a baby to a satanic cult. But no, don't worry about it. It's not really about that. It's about other things. Did you get your tickets for Sound of Freedom? <laughs> I, I did not. Okay. I did not. Figured you would have been there, right? <laughs> in the front lines but then again it seems like like they're just buying all the tickets up to make it because i see people posting about how all the shows are sold out and then they go to the movie theater and there's nobody in there <laughs> good kid but anyways all right so roman polanski uh and then uh margo <laughs> roby plays uh robbie plays uh sharon uh, tate here Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she's really nice to look, but she's just an empty thing, like a vessel here. She's not nothing, you know? Well, it's, the, the, yeah, I get it. I mean, but she's, I mean, not, she's not really about her. Yeah. yeah. 
She's sure kind of the idealist a lot of time with her. So she's kind of the opposite of, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, who's on the downswing. Yes. Kind of there to show the other side of things. Yeah. I guess. Um, and I liked how when they showed footage of Sharon Tate, they just used Sharon Tate. Yeah, because they didn't have a, they didn't want to refilm their scenes, you know. They didn't want to spend the money, so they showed the movie. But that, that that whole scene where she's watching the movie and she's like, uh, you know, karate chopping along in the theater, like, yeah. thought, that's fun. I don't know. Yeah, I liked it too. I liked that scene too. The, her dirty feet up on the seats. God know? damn, man! Why <laughs> you had boots on? Like, why are they so dirty? Well, I guess that's an actual Sharon Tate. Apparently, didn't like to wear shoes, so that was kind of an actual like authentic detail he put in there. So wow, that's you're that's a deep. He does know everything about everyone's feet. I'm assuming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, like all right. He knows everything there is to know about feet. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do his research, that's for sure. Uh, there's a lot of famous people in this movie, though, right? There's uh, talking about this cast here. Oh, wow. Well, let's. Uh, here's the IMDb description of the film. A faded television actor and his stunt double strive to achieve fame and success in the final years of Hollywood's golden age in 1969 Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. There it is. Hollywood's golden age. And, uh, yeah, so- his, yeah. So we got Leonardo DiCaprio's Rick Dalton. He's the uh, former TV star. Yeah. And we have Brad Pitt as Cliff Booth. He's his stunt double and best chum there. Yeah. And he's accused of uh, people think he murdered his wife. Yep. I like that scene. That scene was good. Rebecca Gayhart. Yeah, he definitely killed his wife. It's just a question of was it on purpose or uh, an accident. Well, he's he's got the finger on the trigger there, and it's like he's drinking a beer, and it's "Eh, like, Either one. It's a rocky sea, though, too. They're, they're on a boat, and uh, he's uh, sitting there, and she's in a bikini. And I didn't realize that was Rebecca Gayhart. I didn't even know yep. that. And uh, she's yelling at him, you know, like, oh, my, everyone said you're a loser. Why did I marry you? I don't want to have a fight. We're going to fight. I don't. And he's just sitting there trying to play it cool, but he's also polishing a spear gun. Yes. On his lap. Finger on the trigger, just laying across his lap, pointing in her direction while he sips a beer with, uh, like, he's got diving goggles on. Yeah, and then the scene cuts. Yeah. So yeah, I like that scene. Yeah. But um also why would why was uh, Kurt Russell just narrating occasionally? Uh he's got a good narrator I, voice. Uh, yeah. But just out of, out of the blue, he just starts narrating things. Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking lie. He's got a DUI. Yeah, like that, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. That whole thing. But, he's, uh, Russell, he he I'm gonna be sad when Kurt Russell goes. Um but oh, yeah, he, I agree. Yeah. But but Kurt Russell plays a part in the movie too, like this producer or whatever. On uh, so it's like, why is he just narrating occasionally? That was very confusing. Um, Margot okay. Robbie is Sharon Tate. Emil Hirsch is Jay Sebring, one yeah. of uh, he was the hairdresser. Margaret Qualley is yeah. Pussycat. That's Andy That's McDowell's daughter. daughter. Yeah, from uh, the Leftovers, right? Wasn't she in the Leftovers and all that? Yeah. No. Uh, Timothy Oliphant, James yeah. Stacy. He's awesome in this. Playing a cowboy. He is. He is very good. But wow, those scenes could have been shorter. Did you uh <laughs> did you watch Justified? Because they brought I it. Did. Yeah. yeah. They did. Yeah. I haven't watched it, but I uh I watched a few seasons back in the day and I liked it a lot. Uh thought it was good. Yeah, he's back again. Yeah, he is. All gray haired up. Who was the uh, the bad guy? Uh, Crowder. Uh, what was his name? 
Goggins. Oh, Boyd Crowder. Yeah, yeah Boyd Crowder. Yeah, that's right. All right, hey, hey Julia Butters plays Trudy Frazier. That's uh, a pumpkin, pumpkin puss. puss. Yeah, yeah, that's a little pumpkin puss. <laughs> Austin Butler plays Tex Watson. Yeah, that's the guy that played Elvis. I didn't know that until just like a week or two ago. And this uh, Tex Watson fellow, he's a real guy, and he's the guy who really did the killings there in the Manson of Sharon Tate and everything. Like, yeah, he's, he's the most. Yeah, he's the most evil of the entire group from yeah. all. Of yeah. Uh, Dakota Fanning plays Squeaky Frome. Yeah. Bruce Dern plays. I still, even knowing that, I still don't see that as Dakota Fanning. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> She's also barefoot and points down the hallway with her feet. I could recognize yeah. her. Uh, Bruce Dern is George Spawn. The man yeah. can't see. Is that a problem? <laughs> Mike, <laughs> Mike Moe plays Bruce Lee. He's awesome. That's yeah. like the movie. That's a good that, scene. that scene with him and Brad Pitt is my favorite scene in the entire movie. I agree. Uh, can't top it. You you know who's uh, seen that wasn't their favorite dad? The Bruce Lee family. Not a fan of that scene. Yeah. Fuck the Bruce Lee. Yeah. Well, they were kind of outraged. Uh, <laughs> Luke Perry plays Wayne Maunder. I don't even remember seeing Luke Perry. He, he, he has a, a TV show that they're filming. When he throws the girl on the ground. Did you watch this? Yes, I did watch yeah. it. Uh, Al Pacino. Marvin Schwartz. Marvin Schwartz. That, that first Al Pacino scene, like uh, that, really could have been cut down a lot. Like, yeah, I would say Pacino's not great in that scene. It, his whatever he's doing is a little over the top for me. Like I remember, I, I actually paused the movie to look how long it's been, and like eighteen <laughs> fucking minutes in the goddamn movie, and still nothing is happening. All right. Um, <laughs> Is there anyone else like explaining, you know, like what happens with, uh, you know, older actors, how they get cast as the villains so that the new upcoming people can knock them down and, you know, make themselves yeah, look bigger? That's fine. But they, they do all these little segments of uh, Rick Dalton and his little TV show bits and whatever. And those go on for so fucking long. They really don't. <laughs> no, they, they go on 18 minutes. I looked. You could just uh, <laughs> you could cut those quick, you know, and it'd been a lot better. Lorenzo Izzo is in this. Oh, that is. Oh, yeah. Plays Francesca not, Cap- Capucci. Larry, we encountered a uh, Lorenzo Izzo in a, in a little movie. What was that called, Jake? Uh, knock Knock with knock, knock. Keanu Reeves. And, and Anna de Armas. Her oh. and Anna de Armas, right? What's it called? Knock Knock. Knock Knock, you were here for that. Eves. That was the You <laughs> Fuck Me. You Fuck Me. Free pizza. It was free pizza. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yes. Free yeah, I'm, pretty pizza. Sure I, I'm pretty sure I picked that movie. <laughs> Yeah. You don't no, remember Lorenzo Izzo? But, I don't yeah, remember. you were here for sure. Lorenzo. You're looking Izzo. brunette. Yeah. yeah. Eli Sorry. Roth's ex wife. So, yeah. So, that's All right, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Harley Quinn Smith, Kevin Smith's daughter, was in here. Yeah. Um, Manson crew. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I think, I think it's the guy who played. Uh, okay. The guy who played Dewey Crow, I believe, on Justified, is the guy who plays Manson in this movie. Oh, that guy. He's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, there's someone else we love in this movie. Kurt Russell? Samantha Robinson. Oh, yeah. Oh, the lovely. Oh, who does she play? She plays the Folger, Abigail Folger. Yes. Yeah, you see her briefly. Uh, she's one of the people. Piano at one yeah. point. 
Right before, like, the whole... Oh. Yeah. yeah, she was the love witch. In the, uh, yeah. Oh, God. We all came in that movie. the love witch. I yep. can jerk off to that. There's not, there's not a whole lot of nudity <laughs> in that, but I, I can still rub one out to it. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> all right, is there anyone else? Is that everybody? Kurt Russell? Huh? Yeah, Kurt Russell. Uh-huh. Zoe Bell, who's been in a couple of Tarantino movies. I think she's like an Australian stunt woman. Um, what the fuck did you do to my car? <laughs> what the fuck did you do to her car? I, I don't know. That whole scene is just so fucking good. Uh, love it. All right. So, oh, uh, who's the guy from uh, Homeland? Damian he plays Lewis. like Steve McQueen. Yeah, he's in that. Yeah, Damian Lewis. Second, yeah. No idea. Yep. All right. Uh, someone plays Mama Cass in this as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think it's uh, uh what's it, Jonah Hill's sister, Beanie Feldstein? Oh, wow, I had no idea he had a sister. <laughs> so right. yeah, yeah, she was uh, what was that called? Book smart or bookworm? Book yeah, yeah. Man, people got real pissed at Jonah Hill recently, right? What, what yeah. yeah. What did he do? Um, he was dating, he's dating some lady and he was all like, what are you taking pictures of yourself in a bikini? And you, you don't do that when you're with me. And like, he sent her like this real, like fucking misogynistic type of text. If you want to take pictures of yourself, you can, but you, you're not going to be with me then. I'm like, all right, well, you probably have like, you know, flappy skin. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good bet. (laughs) Yep. All right. right. Um, so there you go. That's the cast. All right. So where does this start? Where does the movie begin, Larry? Where does the movie begin? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think it essentially starts with the Musso and Frank scene yeah. with uh, Al Pacino. With Al Pacino. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, actually, I think the the first thing we see isn't it like the old old time TV show of uh, Bobby oh, Law? Oh, that's right. Bobby Law. Yeah, yeah, they're getting interviewed about what a stuntman is. Yeah. 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 Carry his load? Yeah, I guess I could say that. <laughs> yeah, it's like a black and white uh, Rick Dalton, DiCaprio, starred in Bounty Law, where he's like a bounty hunter. And there's an old-time TV host interviewing him and Brad Pitts. And and he says, uh, <clears throat> what does a stunt double do? And DiCaprio says, well, you know, I ride horses. I Sometimes I fall off horses, and I've done that. But, you know, just to lighten my load. Fall off a horse? Yes, I can. And <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love that, yeah. He's so good at um, it. Yes, the two the two lead actors are awesome in this movie. They were no so fucking good together. Yes, yeah. any scene they're in together is awesome. Yes, yes. But uh, then he says, "Yeah, like uh, Cliff is here to lighten my load, right?" Yeah. Is that what he's? And what does he say? Like carry the load. Oh yeah, carry the load. He's like, "Do I carry his load?" Yeah, I guess <laughs> I can say that. Yeah, he says that. <laughs> so yeah, I like this. I like this. I'm like, all right, this this could be pretty good. This could be yeah. pretty good. And then I think we get to see, uh, don't we see them getting in their car to drive to the, uh, bar to meet Pacino? And we also see, mm-hmm. oh, Sharon Tate arriving at the airport with her dog. Yeah, and, yeah. That's all going on while the credits are rolling. And then Polanski picks her up in their car and they're driving as well. Yeah. And then we get to the bar with Al Pacino. So, Jank, you t- touched on this earlier, but what is P- this scene at the bar with Pacino? What's going on here? <laughs> Uh, so he's having a meeting and he's talking about, he, he tells Rick Dalton, like, Hey, I, I was 
me and the wife had a, uh, a big Rick Dalton watching party last night in our screening room. We watched two of your films. I think the 14 fifths, uh, fifths of McCluskey and, uh, what was the other one? Tanner. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> they made a movie about the bad news bears, kid. Wasn't he a bad news uh, yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah. That'd be great. It yeah. would be. So, so yeah, Pacino's just telling him, you know, uh, you, you're always the heavy now on TV. You're always like the villain. And every week yeah. you're getting punched out by the heroes of all these shows. And eventually that's going to influence how the audience sees you. You know, they're not going to see Who's you. Who's going to beat you up next week? Adam West? Bam. Pow. <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it's just a uh, so remind- to Italy to make movies over in Italy and you know, start winning fights. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, they, they leave the restaurant. And this is one of my, I have a t-shirt that even says it, but like, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio is so upset because basically he's like, <laughs> what did that guy tell you? Like, you too old or whatever? He's like, no, he wants to make fucking Italian movies or whatever. And, but, Italian movies. Italian <laughs> movies. Yeah, he does say, but when he first comes out, Leonardo DiCaprio goes, well, it's official, buddy. I'm a has-been. And I just fucking, I love that fucking line, the way he fucking well, says it. Brad Pitt gives him his sunglasses. He's like, oh, don't cry in front of the Mexicans. Yes. Was that was very good. That was yeah. very good. I was way in. Even after the Pacino stuff, I'm like, I'm still in here. I'm still in. You know? It's so uh, fucking funny. But, yeah. yeah, he's like, he wants me to make goddamn Italian movies. And he's like, I, and then so Brad Pitt's trying to talk him off the ledge. Like, it doesn't sound like the, you know, the fate of death that you think it is. He's like, you ever see a goddamn Italian movie? Like, how many you seen? One? Two? <laughs> I don't know. He's just like kind of, he, he, there's just so, there's so much chemistry between these two in, the, in these scenes, man. They're just, right, you, yeah. it almost seems like they've been friends for, you know, ever in real life. I, I, I don't know. They probably are. Who knows? And uh, uh, Brad Pitt, steady Brad Pitt, he's just like a rock the whole time. He's just like this guy. Just seems cool. He's never yes. like flustered or never. anything. It's just it's an amazing performance. Just at the end, man, he's not rattled at all. Yeah, yeah, he he's great. He's the coolest his... guy ever. Yes, and uh, we should. Yeah, he's a stunt double, but he's also kind of like his right hand man and houseboy. Even like he just does everything for Rick Dalton, and he drives yeah. him around because. Uh, Rick Dalton says his car's in the shop. He's got a DUI, you know. Yeah, yeah that's so. a fucking lie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, then they go home, and uh, I don't know. What else? Uh, well, uh, Rick Dalton starts practicing in his lines, and, you know, Spanish, Spanish, Spanish. On the, he's got that tape going, and he's reading his <laughs> lines while he's drinking fucking whiskey sours. Yeah, they have eight goddamn whiskey sours. Couldn't have two or three. I don't know. Yeah, I think, and we better tell him to play your little chili pepper heart out. <laughs> yeah, yes, he's rehearsing all his lines, and Brad Pitt's going home. He lives behind like some drive-in. It's it's just so awesome. I would love, to <laughs> but he lives at like some trailer right behind a drive-in, and we get the whole scene with he lives in this piece of shit. You know, he reads comic books. It's dirty as fuck. He's feeding the dog. He's making mac and cheese and eating it out of the pot. And he's, you know, he's rationalizing with the dog because the dog's whimpering about the fucking food. He's like, I don't, I, I'll throw this away. I don't want to, but I will. And he, you know, I don't did know. You, uh, did you see I what comic books he was reading? I didn't even notice. Um, 
I, I don't remember what it was. I want to say it was some kind of like army comics. Oh, uh, okay. Army rebel. Uh, I don't know what Archie the fuck. Fox or something. something like that. Yeah, they were sitting on like a table. Like that. that's his reading. He doesn't have, you know, anything real out. He's got comic books and the TV guide. He's he's watching TV and shit. He's talking to the TV. Like you just get to see like this. This is Cliff Booth. You know what I mean? Things things didn't work out for him, and he's he's kind of fine with it. He doesn't seem to be upset with anything. Was uh, I hate to jump to the ending here, but I was a little confused at the ending when like uh, they both go back to Rick Dalton's house, and he goes to take the dog for a walk. Yeah, and I thought he was walking home. No, he was. He oh, got yeah. that cigarette, and he was just taking the dog for a yeah, walk. just taking for a walk. Yeah. No, they're spending. The, they're hanging out that night because yeah. it's their like last night together. So they're just gonna get drunk all night long. So all right. So we see Cliff's little house there with his dog. What's the dog's name? Is it Brandy or something like that? Or uh, I can't remember the dog's name. Yeah, Brandy does sound right. <laughs> yeah, it does sound right. Yeah. All right. So uh, now what, Larry? Um. Well. He picks him up in the morning, and he takes him to, you know, work, and that's when we get the whole, like, you know, you're Rick fucking Dalton, don't you forget it. And then he's like, I don't really need you, and he's like, yeah, you know, you think I'm going to stunt, do stunt work on this one? He's like, nah, you know, it's it's Brandy's brother or whatever, and he's like, all right, and he's like, can you go home and fix my TV antenna? So Rick, Rick Dalton goes on the set, he's soaking his face in the ice, and uh, that... uh you know, the director comes in, you know, Zapata mustache, like that guy. <laughs> Do you know who that guy is, Mike Dell? You know who I'm no. talking about? I, I know in the movie who you're talking about, but I don't know who he is. That's, um, I'm pretty sure that's the guy that played Spider-Man in the 80s TV. <laughs> show. No shit. I'm pretty Hello. sure that's him. Yeah, I think that's that guy. Wow. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he he. So you know, Rick Dalton's getting ready to like film. He's meeting the you know the costume lady and the director and all that. And 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 Brad Pitt's at home and he he all parkours up onto fucking you know Rick Dalton's <laughs> room and starts fixing the thing. And he's in his head, he's remembering like, oh uh, yeah, you're not working because you know Brandy's brother or whatever is the the thing here. And he's like, all right. And then he starts remembering why he's not. And he, he, that's when he we get the whole scene between him and Bruce Lee. It's really, I love this fucking scene. Yeah. It's well, just, it's really good. I don't know. Well, break it down. You two fellas love it. Break it down. <laughs> well, basically. Quick update. Uh, before we launch into this, I've got it on now. And apparently the comics that uh, Brad Pitt has are Sergeant Fury's Howling Commando. Nice. Kid Colt. Hey, we've done both of those on Flea Market Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike Dale picked the Kid Colt. <laughs> I've never heard of yeah. it. Wasn't that like for uh, Shocktober? It was yeah. like, why is this Shocktober? <laughs> Larry, uh, uh, what was the first in the Howling Commandos? Nick Fury, Nick Fury Agents of Shield. You Fury. Know? Oh, that's yeah. him. Yeah, before he became Agent of Shield, he was uh, in the army and he had the Howling Commandos. Hmm. I knew nothing about that. Speaking of which. Not to get off topic, but have, well, I, I know Mike Dell has it. Jenkins, have you watched Secret Invasion? Uh, I watched like 75% of the first episode, and that was about it. I was like, eh, I don't really even finish, feel like finishing this. All right, moving on. <laughs> have you watched it, Larry? <laughs> no, I haven't watched it. That's why I didn't know if I should waste my time or not. Isn't so the, what, not. what's her face? Is it Amelia Clark, right? Isn't she in it? Yeah. Uh, 
All right. She's, oh. Yeah. oh, is she looking good or is she looking like an alien? <laughs> no, she looks like he human most of the time, at least, from uh-huh. what I saw. Maybe I'm yeah. back. She's got yeah. a good you're, you're back in. Yeah. All right. So, you know, so we get to Bruce Lee's jank. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they're hanging out. Um, I guess Rick Dalton's going to be on an episode of the Green Hornet, and uh, Brad Pitt's going to do some stunt work for him. They have to talk Kurt Russell into it. He's not. He's like, you know, my wife doesn't like you because you know everyone says you killed your wife, so she obviously is very upset with you and uh, doesn't want you on this thing. So they, they eventually twist his arm and they're like, all right, you're going to do some stunts. Just stay quiet. Just stay out of the way and avoid my wife at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's sitting around and. Uh, Bruce Lee is getting all braggadocious and just talking mad shit. Uh, starts talking about like why he likes Cassius Clay so much and about how in boxing they let you actually fight it out and like you can actually two men trying to kill each other, but like in what I do, they, they always try to stop you and, uh, you know, you just kind of play dancing and stuff like that. But yeah. And somebody asks like, you know, what would happen if you fought Cassius Clay? And he's like, I would kill him. I'd make him a cripple. <laughs> yep. That's it. And then Brad Pitt laughs. Yeah. yeah. And, and Bruce Lee something like, funny. Yeah, yeah. He, and Brad Pitt's like all, all like, yeah. You know, he's all like, any anybody kills anybody accidentally, they go to jail. It's called manslaughter. And this whole lethal weapon horseshit is just an excuse so you dancers never have to get into a real fight. So yeah. then they end up fighting. And it's like no headshots, you know, just, you know, who can put each other on their butt is like the whole fight. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, at first, he, gets Bruce first Lee, one. he does a jumping like a dragon Lee kick there or whatever from uh, Mortal Kombat. Like, uh, he kicks him in the <laughs> chest, knocks him down. Yeah. And, but then what does Brad Pitt say, Larry? Not too bad, Kato. Try <laughs> that again. <laughs> so he <laughs> He tries it again, and Brad Pitt catches him in midair and just throws him into this, like, old blue Cadillac or whatever it is in the background and smashes the door and shit all in. So yeah. now they're on one, you know? And then, you know, they they face up again, and Bruce Lee starts doing that old, you know, Aah! and then you just hear Brad Pitt just like a little, oh, at the end. <laughs> it's very funny the way he does it. And then they start, like, you know, throwing punches and, like, nobody's winning, nobody's losing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't like how uh, Brad Pitt was, like, blocking the punches. Like, that didn't seem like his kind of fighting style, you know what I mean? That seemed more like a karate fight going on there instead of, like, a tough... Like, I think they would could have done that a little better. But also, I guess Tarantino wanted uh, him to just smoke Bruce Lee easy, and Brad Pitt ins- uh, said no. It has to at least be, like, even. Somewhat even, yeah. Yeah, so... So good on Brad Pitt. Yeah, so yeah. like they're they're fighting and everything, and then like the wife comes out. I can't remember what's her name, Lake Bell or something like that. Oh, that's not Lake Bell. Bell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have been very excited if it was Lake Bell. <laughs> yeah, and she's like the director, and that's when he's like, "What the fuck did you do to my car?" And then Kurt Russell comes out, like, "What the fuck did you do to her car?" But anyways, like, well, he's all clues. Like first she's bitching or whatever, and then like um. Kurt Russell comes out or whatever. He's like, what's going on, hon? He's like, what's going on is you're a fucking dickhead friend here. And then you see Kurt Russell in the background. Like, oh, fuck. 
Doc, man. Like, I don't know. He's so fucking, it's, he's very funny in that scene. I don't know. That whole scene is just the best. So long story short, like, she's like, just get your shit and get the fuck off the lot, you know, and then, and then Kurt Russell's like, you know, just get your shit and get off the lot. And then they cut back to Brad Pitt, you know, he's back on uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's roof and he's like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> why he's not stunting on this new TV show that he's on. Yeah, it was a very entertaining scene, except, uh, I mean, it depends if you like the portrayal of Bruce Lee there. I mean, I like Bruce it. Lee look like an asshole. Yeah, but... I think, I mean, it's just one moment in time. I'm sure that was Bruce Lee on set sometimes. It seems it, like that's it, a, an honest portrayal that he was like that at, in certain times. I'm, it doesn't mean that all the time he's an asshole. It just means, you know, sometimes he gets a little full of himself. Sure, who doesn't back then? I was looking through the uh, cast there. Uh, I was trying to track down if that really was the Spider-Man guy, but I don't know. I can't find him. But there's a lot of other famous ladies in here playing, um, like, uh, hippie chicks. Like, uh, Rumor Willis. Yeah, Rumor Willis is there. That's right. Uh, who's Dreamer Walker? I know that name, but I don't know why. I don't know who that is. I'll have to look her up. Um, Sydney Sweeney. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, that sounds familiar. Yeah, she's in okay. here. Uh, there's a couple other ones. Uh, Maya Hawk. Oh, from uh, yes, yes. Ethan Hawk and uh, what's her name? Uma Thurman's daughter. Yeah. Oh, Lena Dunham is in here. He canceled. Oh yeah, she's oh, yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So there are uh, a lot of famous folks in here. All right, so yeah, the Bruce Lee. So while Brad Pitt's on the roof, then you see kind of next door what's happening is is Manson shows up uh, to to uh, knock on the door next door because he thinks Brian Wilson still lives there, and uh, turns out he does not, and he finds out that other people are living in Brian Wilson's old house. So he's trying to plant the seeds of the whole Manson family involvement. Yeah, but it's kind of he's kind of a doofus because he shows up and like, oh man, he moved. Oh, and like, you know, where, like, he's kind of like a doofus and stuff. And, yeah. like, he comes, he, when, when Emil Hirsch is, like, he's in the kitchen, he's, like, eating a sandwich, looking out the window, and, like, he sees Charles Manson outside. He's like, who the fuck's this shaggy asshole? Can I help you? He comes out, like, with his hands all fucking, I don't know, it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, that is him, Mike Dell. His name is Nicholas Hammond in real life. Nicholas Hammond. How about that? Yeah. Remember, we watched an episode of that, right? Or, or no, you're talking, uh, wait, we watched this, we watched the 70s? Are you talking about the 70s Spider-Man? Like the one where it looked real corny, it was live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Like yeah. Net. yeah. Yeah, remember we watched an episode on here? Yeah, we did. Was I here? Pilot. Yeah. 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 Fake oh. radio, it all bleeds together. Can't yeah, it really it? does. It's like my life. Something. It's all right. Uh, uh, after the Bruce Lee scene, where do we go? Pumpkin uh, uh, Puss is next, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> scene and all that happens. Uh, uh, yeah, he's filming a uh, Western show, uh, Timothy Oliphant's The Star. He's like a, the villain again. And he's uh, he just sees this little girl reading a book on the set. <clears throat> he goes over and sits by her between shots or whatever. And they start talking. And, uh, well, she's... Yeah, she's reading like um I think a biography on Walt Disney and he's reading what's he call it? I think he just says a western. And she's like, What does that mean? Just a <laughs> yeah. 
And it's about uh, a named Easy Breezy. Easy Breezy, yeah. And it's it's kind of paralleling. The book is paralleling Leonardo DiCaprio's life. Instead of acting, it's Easy Breezy can't, you know, he can't tame the horses. horses. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it's all the same shit. And, like, you know, he's, like, he's trying to explain to her, like, you know, at some point you just get old and they, they you know, this, this business don't want you no more. And and she's like, well, I don't, I don't really understand what you're saying. He's like, oh, you will in 10 years. 15, yeah, 15 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what does that mean? Like, oh, well, it's all right, pumpkin. That's like, that's like the, other, the other week, Larry, uh, shooting hockey, I was talking to some fellow there. He was uh, 31, you know. And he was complaining, uh, he's all sore. And I was like, well, I, I'm 48. Where do you get to be my age? Mm-hmm. You know? so, so so it's like I'm uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in that situation. And that guy was Pumpkin Puss. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you take him out of his and, like, show him, show him things? Like, hey, if you, like, <laughs> if you twist the, the friction tape first and you make a base underneath <laughs> and then wrap it. <laughs> no, no, I didn't do that at all. No. Do you do that? <laughs> what a jerk. No, I don't. Oh, I used to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I had career six goals. (laughs) 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 All right. So, uh, well, eventually they shoot. I don't know. We come back to this event. Let's just get to it now. Uh, Timothy Oliphant is the star of the show. And there's a very long scene. Yeah, oh. all of these scenes. Is this how they used to do TV, where it was everything is just a long-ass take? Because <laughs> this is not how you shoot TV. Yeah, self-indulgent bullshit is what it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, we get a very long scene of them filming the show, and DiCaprio is doing a good job there as Rick Dalton, you know. But then he starts forgetting his lines. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of Too many whiskey out. sours. <laughs> and there's a great scene where he goes in his uh, trailer there, and he's uh, just yelling at himself and getting all mad at himself for being a drunken loser. And he's like, all right, I'm done drinking. I'm done drinking. And then he cut back and he's already drinking again. He's like, hey, what am I doing? And he goes and he throws it out the door. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they still love that scene was just improv. Improvised. Yeah. That's what I read, yeah. So, uh, like when he looks in the mirror, he's like, if you fuck up these lines again, I will blow your brains out tonight. I swear <laughs> to God. He's <laughs> oh, so good in that fucking scene. God damn, eight! Here, four. Uh, so good. <laughs> there is a lot of good stuff in here. Uh, there's a good probably 80 minute movie in here. <laughs> it's just the yeah. I understand, I understand that feeling as we got another movie to show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what else is of importance here? We get to see Sharon Tate going to see herself in the movie theaters to see the uh, Wrecking Crew movie, which she was in with. Uh, Dean Martin? Yeah. Here's the thing I want to know. What was that thing before the movie comes on where it's like that guy going like, ooh, I get down, and it's like Joe Namath with some lady. What was this thing going on? <laughs> I don't remember that either. Oh, no. He, he barely watched this, James. Yeah. Don't <laughs> he only watched like eight minutes of it. He's like, I don't know. I watched it. I watched it. <laughs> a foot fetish guy. I was... Uh... <laughs> I was editing Flea Market Fantasy a little bit during the show, but yeah, I watched it. Multi-dynasting. Yeah. Uh, Notes on Eyes Wide Shut. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, I took notes on uh, Once Upon a Time, too. Let me read them for you. (laughs) Self-indulgent me during bullshit. There it is. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. So uh, 
what uh there's a great scene coming oh we got to talk about uh brad pitt meeting uh margaret quayley or quali or whatever because yeah. this was great stuff like he keeps passing her he's driving in his car there and he's passing her on the side of the road and she's always hitchhiking but he's always going the wrong way like that one scene they have where they don't talk you know because they're far away but uh he's just pointing that like she's like that way and he's like nope i'm going that way yeah yeah that's a good scene yeah, yeah it was great mm-hmm. yeah. it's like a sad face but eventually he picks her up mm-hmm. and uh she wants to go to this old play uh, this old camp oh, yeah where he used to shoot old westerns i mean stuff. that's a real place i, I believe this farm movie ranch yeah. And, uh, she, uh, she asked if she could just, uh, suck his cock while he drives. Yes. <laughs> that was nice of her. Yeah, and Nick's always like, can I suck your cock while you drive? <laughs> in a Walmart, man, I'll never be done. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, polite, well, he doesn't decline right out. He says, how old are you? Yeah. And she and says, I'm not, not too young to fuck you, but you're too old to fuck me. Well, at first she says she's 18, and he yeah. says, "Do you have some ID? Do you have some proof of that?" And uh, then he goes in, but uh, yeah, so he he doesn't want to get in jail for poontang, I believe is what he says. <laughs> yeah, yep. too old to go to jail, poontang. Yep. <laughs> so he does not have the sex with her. Yep. But uh, he, he, how old is Brad Pitt when he's filming this? In real life or in this yeah. movie? Real 50 life. something. Uh, 58, 59, something like that. Really? Yeah, 57, yeah. 58, yeah. something. Like that looks good with a shirt off, though, for being yeah. that old. And uh, <laughs> he, he kind of looked like Robert Redford. A little, a bit. little bit at times, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. Shit. yeah. Yeah. But uh, how old's DiCaprio? He's probably like 50, 50 51, I would say, in real life. That's about right. Uh, when I was uh, looking this up, uh, you know, DiCaprio, he's uh, has a reputation there for being with the young ladies all the time. Oh, I've heard. Yeah. 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 Once you're but, 25, uh, you're out. But uh, apparently, that might all be uh, a cover. You know what I'm saying? No. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Word on the street is he's been in a relationship with a fellow for a very long time. Oh. Yeah. Who cares? Okay. No, I'm just saying, like, exactly. Who cares? So why don't they? Why don't they come out and just say that? Well, what about the pussy posse? Then that was all a big. Yeah, thing. him and Toby McGuire out banging everything that moves. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Eric Foreman, I think, was there, and E from uh, Entourage was so, part of that. <laughs> so there you go. I don't know. But, all right, yeah. all right. So uh, they go out to the ranch there, and because uh, uh, Brad Pitt says he knows the guy that you know he, that owns the ranch. George. Yeah, I guess he George. George Spawn. Yeah. Because this whole thing sounds weird to him that he's just letting all these hippies live there now. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. yeah, he's worried that they're either killed George or they're just taking advantage of him, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this whole scene's great. This whole scene is amazing. Yeah. It's so tense and so good. I love it. It is tense because if you've never watched this movie, you don't know what's going to happen because you think Brad Pitt might get killed at this house. Yeah. He's here with the Manson family, and they're all creepy. And that whole scene where he's going down to George's room, and like you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, obviously. He could be dead for all we know. Yeah. So it is <laughs> I don't tense. know the history of George Spahn. No, I don't either. I don't know anything about him. Yeah, so when he go, goes to the ranch, he just wants to see George, but uh, Margaret Quayley, uh, Pussycat, they're uh, 
they're all just saying, oh, don't go out there, you know, just uh, talking to all these other little hippie girls and whatnot. And he's like, no, nah, I want to go see my buddy George. Yeah. And uh, they're like, no, nah, you really shouldn't go over there. And uh, Dakota, Dakota Fanning is in the house with George and a bunch of other hippies. And she tells the other hippies to go all handle this. And she's packing heat. Mm-hmm. A, and he, she meets him at the door. And I like this a little interaction between them at the door, too. Yes, it's it's pretty great. Yeah. Because yeah, he wants to come in, and she's like, "Well, he's sleeping. I'm not going to get gypped on my George TV time because I like to watch FBI and something else on Sunday nights." And he needs to get enough sleep. Yeah, yeah, he'll fall asleep in the middle of the show. Yeah, so she's not. And he's like, "Well, I just want to see him." And she's like, "Well, when's the last time you talked to George?" And he's like, "Oh, about eight years ago." And she's like, "Oh, I didn't know you two were so close." They're <laughs> all like snarky and shit. And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna come in and see George, and uh, this screen door ain't gonna stop me." Yeah, he like <laughs> flicks it with his hand, his finger. There, like, and this ain't gonna stop me. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So yeah. she lets him in, and he goes, you know, and that's what I'm saying. It's kind of creepy here, but you know, he goes in the back, and George is back there, and. George has no idea who he is. Yeah, but he he walks yeah. into the room and it's the whole thing is shot because we see her with the gun, too. So you're like, oh, wait, is she going to shoot him? But uh, she doesn't do anything with the gun. And um, but when he walks in the room, you just see Bruce Stern's back to you and he's on the mattress. And you think, yeah, I, he's probably dead. That's probably a decaying body on the bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he like shakes the bed a couple times. And then, uh, hey, George, George. And George, he wakes up. And sure enough, he's just taking a nap. Because uh, she fucked his brains out earlier, she said. Yeah. <laughs> he needs the rest up. He, he is a decaying body, but he's not dead. <laughs> yeah, he's just blind and, uh, like, old and senile. But, yeah, he's still alive. And, and uh, he's like, uh, what did that? Because he doesn't even recognize because he can't see Bruce <laughs> or Brad Pitt. And uh, he doesn't remember the name or anything. But uh, Brad Pitt's like, George, we used to work together, you know. We did, just wanted to come and check on you. And they keep talking. And he mentions Squeaky. And yeah. uh, the squeaky Brad that goes, redhead up yeah. front that uh, <laughs> he's, he's like, like, how am I supposed to know the color of the hair of the girl that's with me all the time? I'm blind. Uh, but then uh, George comes around. He says, you know what? Yeah, this touched me. You coming to visit me? That's very nice of you. Uh, you know, you cared about me, even though I don't remember you. So I appreciate that. But then uh, he just tells me, you know, get out of there. Though, right. He has to go back taking a nap. Yeah, basically. He doesn't want to miss FBI because everything Squeaky told him, it's 100% on the money true. Yeah. Yeah. Rapid's like, what happens if you make Squeaky mad? He's just like, nothing. I just don't (laughs) like the disappointer. (laughs) Yeah. So so Brad Pitt's like, all right, I guess uh, everything's cool. So uh, he he leaves. And before when he's on the porch, it was great because he's waiting for them to answer the door, you know, on the porch. And and first, all these other hippies walk past them, leaving the house. And then when he looks back from the porch, there's just a crowd of hippies looking at him. Yes, they're all yeah. just watching him. Yeah. Like children of the corn. Yes, it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But now when he comes out of the house, the only hippie there is Pussycat. She's the only one standing there watching. Yeah. And, uh, and what is she? She says something to him like, uh, you're blind. You're the one that's blind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but after that, uh, she says that after, but when he first comes out, Oh, she, she has, says you embarrassed me. And yeah, and I think yeah, says, sorry about that. About that, <laughs> he's walking faster, and all the other hippies are lining up uh, in all the little because this is an old movie set, you know. So there's like a saloon looking things or ghost town yeah. or whatever, and they're all like coming out booing and saying, "Hey, you stink!" You know, get out of here. 
So he goes back to his car, but someone put a knife in the tire. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. There's a guy with long hair just sitting on the fence cackling about it. Yeah. He's like, you do this? <laughs> He's like, this isn't my car. This is my boss's car. And if something happens to it, uh, he'd get mad at me or something like that. Yeah. And, and so he goes to the back and he gets out the jack and the tire iron and everything. And he drops them on the ground and he says, fix it. Fix it. <laughs> And then the guy says, you know, guy hops off the fence. But he's like, oh, I'm not going to do that. So Brad Pitt just walks over and punches him. Right oh, yeah. yeah. Slow motion, he just falls to the ground. Like, comes off off his feet, falls to the floor. It's great. Great shot. And then when he's on the ground, he punches him again. And meanwhile, like, he's like, hey, ladies, watch this. Boom! <laughs> he punches <laughs> him again. Three yeah. times. And then, like, Clem, yeah. Clem looks at one of the girls, I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> Boom! And, you know, he takes another punch. But, and I then, mean, uh, so they, you know, they get alerted, and they're like, we got to go get Tex. Tex yeah, is, like, text. giving people a tour, like, on horses. Uh, so they go to get Tex, but he gets there just as Brad Pitt is driving away in the newly fixed tire. Yeah, because yeah, he, he sees that they're going to go, they're sending someone to go get Tex. He's like, ah, shit, someone else is coming. So, yeah, he hurries up, and he gets out of there. And, uh, I mean, Tex is like a buck 25, soaking wet. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think Brad Pitt could take him. If he could fight Bruce Lee, he could take Tex. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's a great scene. Love that scene. And this is when the movie actually starts to, hey, it has a plot. This is kind yeah. of a plot. <laughs> <laughs> because those events lead to the next events. Um, but, uh, up until then, yeah. So, we're kind of towards the end. Right now, we, we get to the, uh, him going to, off to Italy, right? Yeah, because they spent uh, like six months in Italy making Italian movies. Uh, they well, actually first, did pretty well. First, we get the, them going home to watch uh, Rick Dalton on FBI. Right? Oh, that, oh, yeah, that meme where he points yes. at stuff. Yeah, that's what I wanted to point out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. after sitting up in the chair pointing, that's uh, that's from that scene. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, and apparently but, that's a real episode of FBI, from what I've understood. I don't know. Okay. But they reshot it like scene for scene, and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is playing the part that Burt Reynolds played in this episode. I, I, I oh. heard it somewhere. There's supposed to be Burt Reynolds in that, is normally. And Burt Reynolds was in this movie at one point, but he he didn't make the cut. He was playing by James Marsden, but he didn't, he didn't make the final cut of the movie, but he played Burt Reynolds at some point in this movie. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant oh, like, okay. <laughs> Until you said played by yeah, James they replaced, Marsden. Wait, yeah, they were replaced. Yeah. No, no. James Marsden. Yeah, that's weird. uh, Oh, you know what I wanted to ask you guys about? Like, do you guys understand that Bengal Lancer joke? Because I did not. Uh, Well, their last name is Lancer. Yeah. But then they're like, they're like, uh, remember they, he talks to the little girl and he's like, Bengal Lancer, don't you get it? And they like have a good laugh about it. I'm pretty sure a Bengal Lancer was like, like one of the, like the more elite uh, army, you know, kind of like the uh, the Rangers of India. Like I think a Bengal Lancer was like like a more elite army force. And oh, then okay. Name was Lancer. I think that's the correlation there. You know, it's 1969, Jake. They didn't have a lot of shit to be funny about back then, man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even. This was good letter, Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember it, so I'm good. Um, but that's I when Harry was in the movie, who you also don't remember. Yeah. That whole scene where he throws the little girl on the floor and shit, you don't remember any? Well, I remember that because then the little girl says, you all right? And she's like, yeah, I'm wearing elbow pads. 
Sometimes yeah. I just throw myself on the ground for fun. Yeah. Well, Luke Perry is <laughs> like four feet away in that same oh. scene. Yeah. He's got Ain. Like, missed it. It's a, he's like, is that the cousin from Boston? You're the one from Boston. Yes, it's the <laughs> Boston one. Like, this whole scene's really good. I don't know. I don't understand, dude. There's so much awesomeness in this movie. It's so quotable and shit. It's <laughs> not a movie. Though, yeah. Right. All right. This so Los Angeles, I love it. <laughs> I had no idea you loved LA so much. I really do. I, I've known you for like 20 years. No idea. I I, yeah, I keep that to myself. I think you talked about possibly moving out there before, didn't you? That is true. Yeah, you did say you wanted to move out to California before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, All right. So, yeah, so he's on the FBI show, and Al Pacino is also watching the FBI show at home. And he says, oh, here's my guy. He calls up the producer or whatever. He's like, this is who we need to play this part. So I guess he finally gets convinces him to take the Italian movies. Yes. He does the Italian movies. He does. There's one. I can't remember what it's called. It's got Telly Savalas. And it's like it's it rhymes. I think it's like a longer title. It's kind of it's silly. But he made it. I can't remember the name of the guy. He it's not McClintock, but it's something like that. And he goes over and plays this like, you know, this fucking, you know, man with no name type character over in Italy. He's basically making like the Clint Eastwood type movies, but I can't remember like uh, the Red Man, the Red Skin, and me or something. I don't know, but it, 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 it's good time. But yeah, but the 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 thing is with uh, once he goes to Italy, he loves it over there because they're into him. The paparazzi follows him around, taking his picture. He's big fucking news over there, and so he's into it. And, you know, they say he puts on like fifteen pounds because he loves the food, and he meets a little hottie over there. Lorenzo Izzo. Yeah, yeah I think she might be yeah. like the director's daughter or something. They they make reference to. Yeah, she was a co-star in one of his movies over there. Also, an important thing before they leave for Italy, uh, Brad Pitt buys an LSD soaked cigarette from a girl yeah. on the street. <laughs> That's right. Cents. Do you know who that girl is? Uh, who's that girl? That girl is, um, you know, uh, Uma Thurman's kid in Kill Bill. Oh, that's oh, her. She, she grew Baby, up. BB or whatever is that her name? BB. Can't remember. Yeah, yeah. BB. Yeah, that's BB. Yeah, how about that? That's so, cool. uh, but he keeps the LSD cigarette in uh, Dalton's house, mm-hmm. and he says someday we'll, we'll smoke this. Or whatever. <laughs> it's like, if you want to smoke it, go ahead and smoke it, but you know, save me a little. And then the yeah. was all like, eh, my booze don't need nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, man. Good luck. So, yeah. so they come back from Italy, and uh, but Dalton has to have a talk there with uh, Cliff, and he says, hey, yeah, buddy, uh, I'm married now, and uh, we're thinking of selling the house. And, uh, we can't afford you. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Cliff also comes back to talk right. about like, well, there's only one thing you can do when you got a buddy who's more of like what does he say like uh, more than a more than a brother, <laughs> yeah, yeah, less than a brother, like, more than a brother but less than a wife. Yes, that's yeah, what he, that's what he says. Yeah, <laughs> it's only one thing you can do when a relationship like that comes to an end: get stinking drunk. <laughs> yeah, I'm drunk. Yeah. So yeah, they, they show like. Uh, um, what the fuck is his name? Brad Pitt just sitting like back in coach, just 
pounding Bloody Marys. He's just stoic at all times. Like he's he's kind of emotionless. Like nothing rattles him. You know what I'm saying? He's just like he just goes with the flow. Hey, Larry, did you ever have a Bloody Mary? Yeah, I've had one. Yeah, I've never had any. Did you eat celery with it? Like uh, he was doing. Uh, they stuck a celery in there. I didn't eat it. Celery's terrible. Oh, I love celery. It's all stringy and shit. I don't know. I like the taste of it. It's got a nice, crisp, fresh taste to it. I don't like the taste of it. It tastes like celery. Yeah, it does. (laughs) What a fan. But, uh, hey, Jake, do you ever have a uh, Bloody Mary? Uh, You know what? I don't think I actually have. Do you like tomato juice? I do like tomato juice. That's that's what scares me away every time. (laughs) So it's kind of the key component. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's stomach issues. I can't drink it, but I do like – I used to love V8. There is a classic uh, Cheers episode where they're having a Bloody Mary contest with Gary's Old Town Tavern. Oh. Well, I like that Letterkenny episode. <laughs> they had a Bloody Mary contest on Letterkenny? Yeah, I forget what they called it on there. Something else. Uh, fuck, why do they call Bloody Marys in, in Letterkenny? I don't know. Ah. Uh, Used to say it all the time, Caesar. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. Caesar. I could go for yeah. a Caesar. Yep. Oh, I, I, had, I had no idea. No, I didn't know. <laughs> I know me either. I was just like, well, salad. Remember, These guys I, really I, like salads. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> and I'm even sure I Googled it one time, and nothing really came up. I'm like, what the fuck? Is no, this? I knew it was a drink of some sort, but I didn't know it was a uh, Bloody Mary. Though. I no didn't idea. know. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right, Something so uh, they get all drunk, and they can't even uh, take their car home. Don't they uh, get a cab home or something? And uh, Yeah, something. I can't even remember. And Francesca, the new wife, she's just sleeping back in the bedroom. Yeah. And the dog is there, too. Yeah, Brandy. So uh, Dalton starts mixing up, uh, is it margaritas in a blender? Is he mixing up the margaritas? Sour. Yeah. Or maybe uh, He's doing something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah but uh, Cliff Booth says, hey, doggy, let's go for a walk. And uh, he gets that uh, LSD cigarette. And he yep. says, tonight's the night. That yeah. Up. Yep. So, yeah, yeah he, smokes, he smokes that LSD cigarette. And uh, DiCaprio's getting drunk. The wife's sleeping. I think she's jet lagged. I think that's what they say. She's all fucked up from the jet lag and shit. Yeah. And, uh. While uh, Pitt is walking the dog, you see him walking up the street, and then down the street comes uh, Tex Watson and uh, some of the Manson ladies. Yeah. Yeah. There's a terrible line coming up in this movie. I fucking hate it. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, there's a terrible line in this movie where when the four of them are sitting out in the car and shit – and the girl in the back seat's like, this is Hollywood, man. Because, <laughs> like, that yeah. sounds like she's just doing a Quentin Tarantino impression. Like, Norm McDonald's impression of Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but where the, they're in the car, they're supposed to go murder everybody in the, the Sharon Tate house, but they get confused, apparently. And, uh, well, so, well, they get when Rick Dalton comes out to yell at them for like yeah. being hippies in his neighborhood, essentially, yeah. and uh, so then they they start getting a new idea, like, hey, yeah. maybe instead of Sharon Tate, we go after the people on TV who taught us how to kill. Yes, yeah, and, uh, but when they're, they're in the car talking, I love Lucy is nothing but killing. Yeah, uh, I think when they're initially in the car talking, though, uh, he says, um, 
there's a point where one of the girls says, did Charlie say to do this? And Tex Watson says, I told you that Charlie told me that we're mm-hmm. supposed to kill everybody in that house. Are you saying that I'm a liar or something like that? And yeah. I guess in, there is some debate whether Manson ever actually told him to do it in real life. You know, some people think it was all Tex Watson's idea to go and kill Sharon Tate and everybody. So I don't know. Yeah. All right. It could be. But um, but yeah, then when because they pull in front of uh, Dalton's house and, and he hears their car because it's a, a bad muffler or whatever. It's like Jank's old car before he turned it into Carvana. <laughs> you know, to get the tape and everything. And, and he runs like- he goes out and he just starts uh, yelling at him, and it's pretty great. Him it is awesome. Yeah. He's like, you damn dirty hippies, get off my street. Because he's like, you want to <laughs> come up here and smoke dope or whatever. Yeah. But he, he tells him to get the fuck out, and then, like, after he leaves or whatever, like, was that Jake fucking Cahill that just yelled at me and <laughs> shit? And they realize it's, you know, like. From Bounty Law. Yeah. yeah. And that's you know, just Hollywood man. We just do this and a murder man. Uh, yeah, that I, lady, her whole performance is way over the top. She she's also she's in something else that came she out. Scream Five. Yes, she's in some. She's terrible in that movie too. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to. I want to punch that lady in the face. I don't know her name. <laughs> she's the one. Is she the one who gets flamethrowered later? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah, the text and the one girl begs, she, they're walking up to the house and she's saying, hey, I think I forgot my knife back in the car. Yeah. And he says, all right, here are the keys. Go get the car. And she goes back to the car. She just takes off. It's very funny. Like, you don't, you know. Like, Larry, that reminded me. Do that uh, British girl thing he used to do with the car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in me mum's car vroom vroom get out me car oh. All right, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it alright so uh, yeah they break into Dalton's house and uh, but Brad Pitt's back now with the dog you know they came back from their walk but he's tripping balls he's very high now he's high as fuck yeah, they come in the house and uh So it's kinda of tense now because he's got he's he's so high on acid that you're kinda of worried, like, oh, is this actually gonna affect him? Like is he not gonna be able to fight back like he normally would? Oh no. Yeah, because when the guy comes Tex comes in with the gun and uh Brad Pitt's like, Is this real? Like he doesn't know if he's imagining <laughs> everything. And uh like I remember you. You were on a horsey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as real as a donut, motherfucker. I'm the devil. I'm here to do some devil shit. That that's actually a legit quote from Tex Watson on the night of the murder. Yeah, I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's work. I think is the actual quote. So yeah, the guy know you. It's uh something like Rex. Yeah, something like Rex. Nah, it's dumber than that. Tex, Tex, yeah. And I remember your white little face. Dude, I I don't know. Like, I'm not. I wouldn't consider myself like a sadist or anything, but <laughs> I crack the fuck up when he pegs that fucking screaming bitch with that camp dog food. Yeah. It, it cracks me the fuck up that she just takes that right off the face. Yeah. At first, uh, all right. So there's a guy with a gun on Brad Pitt, and there's two girls on either side of him with knives, and uh, his dog is sitting on the couch, and he just makes a little noise to the dog. 
And the yeah. dog just jumps over and bite, it starts mauling the guy with the gun. Yeah, right in the balls. Yeah. Just biting his dick <laughs> right off. The well, I think at first uh, he bites the, the gun arm, right? And then he works his way down to the dick. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, um, <laughs> they're like, Kobayashi. <laughs> but, but then that girl comes screaming at Brad Pitt. And yeah, he just hauls off and like Randy Johnson's a can of dog food right in her face. <laughs> it is so goddamn funny because he fucking the one thing that is consistent throughout this movie is like Brad Pitt is definitely violent as fuck throughout, yes. there's always when whenever there's a time to be violent or not violent Brad Pitt's always violent for the most part he murdered his wife calm <laughs> yeah contained violent weird. he definitely murdered his wife <laughs> it's awesome but yeah, so then the, uh, the the second girl there, she comes in and, uh, well, she he tackles him. She's got a knife. Uh, and so he, he pick, he like ends up on top of her and he realizes, oh shit, the knife is like in his side, like stabbing him right in the hip. Mm-hmm. He kind of flicks it a little bit. It's like, oh yeah, it's in there solidly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's not anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, but then he grabs her by the head and just starts bashing her head. Into every flat surface in the house. Yeah, even the phone. Phone for <laughs> twenty minutes. And then, like a mantle, like a uh, I don't know, a marble mantle yeah. or something. It's overly violent. Like he caves yeah. her skull in violent. It's very funny. Uh, and and you know, it's the, very funny. The guy with the dog, <laughs> Tex Ritter, like he got. I think he breaks his fucking leg. Like he kicks his knee out and just breaks his leg in half or something. Brad Pitt's fucking everybody up in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, yeah, the pretty girl, she gets up. She's all disoriented. She's all screaming, goes right to the sliding glass door and falls in the pool. And Rick Dalton's out there with, like, his headphones on, like, karaoke himself in the pool, getting all drunk. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 or more. <laughs> yeah that's true yeah, that yeah Francesca the wife she wakes up at some point too she comes out before all the fighting starts right because she well, punches the one girl her. they go and get her yeah but she punches the one girl who Brad Pitt eventually smashes her head open yes like she punches her to start things off like after Brad Pitt and the dog and everything um, yeah but uh but then the dog and Francesca, well, Francesca runs in the bedroom to hide, and then the dog goes back and gets into the bedroom, like scratches on the door until she lets <laughs> You just see the door open and the dog runs in and the door closes. Like, you know, it's it's pretty funny. But yeah, so that screaming lady, uh, she doesn't know where she is. She got a dog food can in the face. She's She just runs right through, like, the screen door or whatever, uh, the sliding glass door, and into the swimming pool, and uh, Rick Dalton's there, and he's trying to think, what the fuck is going on? He has no idea. Yeah. And, he sees her with a knife and screaming. So what he does, what anyone would do in such a situation, Larry, what does he do? He goes and gets the flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we talked yeah. about that earlier, but there was That's a scene earlier. They uh, showed him using a flamethrower in a movie. Uh, who ordered fried uh, sauerkraut? That's easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the clip of him learning how to use it, where he's like, no, that flame is too hot. We need to do something about that. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> like, uh, flamethrower. apparently, that was... Uh, DiCaprio's actual reaction to using the flamethrower, and they left it in the film. Like that was—that's uh, one of my favorite lines in that movie because he's, oh, like, wow. he's like, he's like, he's spraying that fucking thing. He's like, God damn, you think can we turn the heat down on this thing? And the, the dude's just like, Rick, it's a flamethrower. <laughs> it's just awesome. It's just the way he says it. Like, <laughs> so you know, what the fuck you want me to do with it? I, I got no control over fire. 
So he comes out with the flamethrower and he just lights up that girl. She's still in the pool. Yeah. So. It's pretty great. The combination of being in the pool and being on fire at the same time. And uh, so that's it. They call the cops. The cops show up, you know, and they're uh, wheeling out uh, Cliff Booth to the uh, the ambulance there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rick Dalton's like, oh, Cliff, you're a good friend. I'm going to come to the hospital with you. And he's like, no, no, you take care of your wife, you know, and watch after my dog. And I'll be all right. I'll be all right. I ain't going to die. Bagels. Yeah, bagels. Yeah, bring me bagels. <laughs> and he says, all right. And then uh, when it, before they drive off, he pounds on the window, the back window, and he says, hey, Cliff, you're a good friend. Yeah. He is uh-huh. a good friend. He really is he a good friend. Is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he do, if Rick Dalton asked him to kill somebody, he probably would have done it for him. Yeah. 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 No question. And then, you know, the neighbors are like, everything cool over there. You know, uh, it's, uh, you know, Emil Hirsch and, and Sharon Tate's on the speakerphone and like, come on in and everything works out. The end. Yeah. yeah. So now he's going to be buddies with Sharon Tate and they live and Polanski's just, uh, off raping kids and, uh, big old happy family. So there it is. That's the end. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh, um, God. Yeah. Yeah. What a yeah. film. What a journey. <laughs> it is an, I, I love this movie. I told Nick. So today I told Nick, I was like, yeah, Mike Dell just tweeted out like, <laughs> Larry made me watch this. Get three guesses. And she's like, what an asshole. She just, <laughs> awesome. he, really, he would always hate anything. And I was like, I hear he's just, he hates everything. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you're just buying into the fact that uh, this isn't a, a movie, it's just an experience of uh, watching uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio do things, you'd love it. I do yeah. love it. But, uh, I thought it was an actual movie, you know, and uh, it's amazing. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go it's five. Got a lot of great yeah, I'll, I'll go five because there's a lot of good stuff in here, but uh, it's just so slow and uh, fucking meandering and self-indulgent. And mm. it's just uh, <laughs> but Brad Pitt is awesome. I mean, yeah, he's great. Yep. So great. and whenever he and DiCaprio are together, it's good stuff. But uh Man, you could cut so much out of this. I don't know. Yeah, I can't argue with that point. You definitely have some points there. But I, I, I still like it quite a bit. But I wouldn't say it's near the top of my, my Tarantino list. Hmm. Yeah, Larry, in terms of Tarantino movies, where would you rank this? One. Really? The autom- wow. This movie is in the top 11 of my favorite movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is a bump something from the list. <laughs> I love this movie. There's just so many little things. There's an old piano playing hot behind the green door. There's oh, yeah. like so many good little things in this movie that I fucking love about it. There's, it's so quotable. There's just little moments. I love this movie. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Oh, wow. Ten yeah. out of ten. Jank, I'm sensing you're like an eight. Yeah, I would say an eight. That's about where I'm going to land on this one. I have a good time every time I watch it. Oh, there is no fucking way I'm ever watching this again. Oh. Like, I'd watch clips of it. I'd watch scenes. But there's no way I'm sitting down for 200 or two hours and 45 <laughs> fucking minutes again. Yeah. I've seen this movie at least 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> what they're doing, but it's laugh a lot behind the green door. Green door. <laughs> there's a whole no, like on the Blu-ray. There's a whole three-minute version of that video. 
Ooh, I also watched that. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You know what was uh, weird was there was an episode I listened to uh, Quentin Tarantino's podcast, uh, oh. just Roger Avery. I can't. And, uh, oh, really? I don't know any of these movies he's talking about. I know, me neither. <laughs> yeah, but it's still fun like, to listen to anyway. To break down some movie that nobody's ever seen, like nine people have <laughs> never read it, this thing. Yeah, it's still a fun conversation. I don't okay, mind it. Tell me, so but, uh, they did like a two-part episode near the end of the first season recently uh, where they basically like, uh, Rick Dalton has died, so uh, we're going to do like a retrospective on his career. So they yes. basically made up a bunch of movies like, oh, <laughs> like that Rick Dalton was in and talked about all these movies like they were real and they were reviewing them and talking about his appearances and all these things. And like Tarantino would read like transcripts from an interview he did with Rick Dalton in like, like 1998. And... uh <laughs> Because I woke up one morning, I don't know when this was, it was probably like eight months ago, I don't remember. But like, on Twitter was like, R.I.P. Rick Dalton, and I was like, what? (laughs) So like, there's like, oh, you know, uh, legendary, you know, golden Hollywood actor Rick Dalton passes away at age whatever, and I was like, Mm -hmm. is he a real guy? So I'm Googling now, was Rick Dalton a real guy? (laughs) And it's like, no, he's not a real guy, and I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, and I, they just never let on the whole time, and they just acted like, oh, yeah, this is totally real. <laughs> it, was, okay. it was the strangest thing. Yeah, it was weird. I, I didn't know what was – I didn't – I don't know. I can't listen to that. They did not that. break kayfabe. Hey, look, I, look I, up Jank using a wrestling term. I, I approve of that. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting you bring that up because when I was watching this film, because I was paying close attention to this film when no, I was watching you it. You were not. But I, I was also reading about it, you know, and I went to uh, I went to some subreddit page about it, and uh, someone I was reading some comment. I think I uh, I may have Googled "Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Sucks" just to see what would come up. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was reading this thread, and someone talked about Rick Dalton, and uh, someone made a comment. Wow, you're making fun of the body's not even uh, cold yet. You're making fun of Rick. Dalton. So I thought that <laughs> meant that Rick Dalton died in the movie because I was still watching the film. So when he walked out to confront the Manson kids in the car, I thought, oh, shit, they're going to kill Rick Dalton there. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, But, yeah, it didn't. What the fuck you looking at, Ginger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell the dick. Uh, all right. Well, there it is. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Hopefully the uh, last Quentin Tarantino movie I ever watch. Well, there'll be a uh, He's only got one more. And then he's, he's oh, 10, supposedly. He's got, what, was it 10? Was that what he's going to do, 10? Or? Yeah, that's yep. what he says. 10. What's the next one supposed to be? Has he found the Japanese movie yet he's going to redo? Or? <laughs> I mean, I've heard it's basically like a biopic almost of oh. Pauline Kale. The oh, the reviewer. big movie critic lady, yeah. Yeah. Who? Oh, Pauline Kale, <laughs> one of the greatest movie critics ever. Colleen Kale? Who oh, Colleen. 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 Sorry, Colleen Kale. Sorry, <laughs> I've never heard of this lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, uh, Cisco and Ebert talked about her a lot back in the day, and, uh, yeah, she was... He should make a movie about that lady that critiqued him, and he was all pissy. Remember, he was like, uh, well, not every movie's made for you, Barb. Is that okay if I make a movie that's not for you, Barb? Or whatever her name was. Do you remember getting <laughs> I, off of the I don't remember that. Oh, it's a very famous clip. I can't remember the lady's name, but he's like, not every movie's about you, Barb. <laughs> oh, whatever you do, don't play him a copy of this podcast. <laughs> well, me and Jank, me and Jank are in, fa- in favor. Yeah. Uh, so there it is. Uh, 
So I remember Jackie Brown. That was good. Remember that Jackie was Brown. good. Yeah, that's oh, Jackie yeah. Brown. Yeah. Jackie Brown, Pulp Fiction. I like a lot and shit. Awesome. <laughs> all right. It's awesome and everything. So, all right. Um, hey, Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> all right. 1999, Stanley Kubrick, his last film. Oh, well, before we get into Eyes Wide Shut real quick about the Manson family, I should yeah. mention. Uh yeah, the, the big conspiracy on the Manson family is he was a CIA uh, oh, project. <laughs> and basically, the Manson family was designed to undermine the hippie movement and the free love movement and to make it, you know, in the anti-war movement. So he was propped up and, uh, you know, to you know, kill Sharon Tate. Look at what these dirty hippies do. Mm-hmm. And it turned the whole country against the hippies. And a fellow named Tom O'Neill wrote a book called Chaos, where he breaks it all down and... Uh, uh, he apparently was working on the book for 20 years or whatever, but uh, you can find interviews with him online. And but yeah, it's pretty much a given that you know it's all CIA nonsense. So, yeah, have fun. <laughs> Eyes wide shut. There's a conspiracy about this one too. We'll get to at the end there. Oh boy, but um, the whole thing is. A is there? Yeah. A, isn't a conspiracy too? Oh, what's that? Is there anything there isn't a conspiracy to? Uh, that's 70 Spider-Man, maybe? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Now, Larry, you had never seen Eyes Wide Shut. That's why you, he made you watch it. Yeah. And yet you love Stanley Kubrick. And I love Tom Cruise. Cruise pick? How was he, I not going to love this movie? That's why I don't understand why you never watched it. Why didn't really? you ever watch it? Um, I think why I didn't watch it is, uh, for whatever reason, I have this unnatural hate towards Nicole Kidman for no yeah. apparent reason. <laughs> I'm the same way. I hate Tom Cruise, and I also hate Nicole Kidman. And oh. I got to tell you, I like her in this movie. <laughs> I got to tell you, I love her in this <laughs> she movie. She is a cunt in this movie. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What did you say? You cut out there, Jake. She's a... She's a bitch in this movie. <laughs> I would not want to get stoned with her. She's yeah. a pain in the ass. She is not a pain in the ass. Well, she is kind of, uh, she's incredibly, uh, spiteful and like, she really hurts Tom Cruise. <laughs> she really humiliates him here when they get high. But we'll talk about that. She looked good in the little underpants and the shirt though. You don't fuck with Tom Cruise like that. I won't stand for that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this was 1999. Kubrick, it's his final film. He died after uh, four to six days, as you always see various dates, after showing the final cut of the movie to the studios, he died. And he died of heart attack? Heart or? attack, yeah. And uh, people on the set were kind of surprised because he didn't seem sick or anything. But, you know, he didn't look like a healthy fellow. You know? so. uh, no, not at all. But uh, what was I saying about this? So it, it, he wasn't done with the film. There were still about three months of post-production he was supposed to do. There's still some stuff he's supposed to finalize with the, the music and uh, some uh, coloring or whatever and stuff. And um, usually Kubrick worked up on his movies right up until the final day. So who knows what the movie would have looked like if it was his final product. Also, he had a big screaming match with somebody at the premiere cause with the studio because they were mad, I guess, about some stuff. And they eventually cut out like a, a 24 minutes from the movie. So it would have been even longer, Larry. But the, the studio cut out yeah. uh, about 24 minutes. And so the, a lot of the conspiracies, well, what did they cut out? You know, because yeah. the movie's pretty 
now, back in 99, no one really was up on all this shit, you know? But now, looking back at it from what we've learned over the years, yeah, this is pretty much right in your face about what the uh, rich people like to do, you know? And the kind of parties they have and whatnot. <laughs> and uh so yeah. the conspiracy is that, you know, they whacked Kubrick because they weren't happy about the shit he put in the movie. And, uh... <sighs> yeah. yeah. But... <laughs> Who knows? You know what I was thinking about during this movie was like, okay, so Stanley Kubrick was notoriously an asshole for doing like a hundred and seven takes on a fucking uh, scene and shit. Yeah. I, I read, I read uh, Larry, oh, I'm sorry, Larry. I read a trivia note that he made Tom Cruise film Walking Through a Door. They did it 95 times. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> vision, like douchebag Tom Cruise allowing that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Because he's also notoriously like, you know, I'll do it a few times, but it's my fucking way. Like he screams at everybody on his sets. Like that that would be yeah. two assholes. Maybe he wasn't quite there yet in 99. I don't know. Well, from the just the things I was reading today uh, about the uh, production there, it was pretty fucked up. Like this. That's like shot, years, right? Like they shot. Years. Well, he, he started to work on this script way back. It's based on a novel called uh, The Dreamer or something like that from, like, the 1920s. And uh, that was the inspiration for the story. And then he started planning to make a movie about it in, like, 1968. And Really? Yeah, he wanted it to be his follow-up to, like, 2001 or whatever. <laughs> you don't like 2001? <laughs> I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> All right, but anyway, originally it was supposed to be a comedy. He was going to have Woody Allen star in it or Steve Martin. Oh, well, yeah. Wow! Like, like this one's funny. <laughs> like the way it progressed huh. through the years, you know, at different stages, it was going to be Woody Allen and then Steve Martin, and then it was going to be Harrison Ford when he wasn't going to make it a comedy. He wanted Harrison Ford to be the star. Mm-hmm. Been interesting, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like even uh, uh, Tom Cruise's name in this is Bill Harford. Yeah, and that's a shortened version of Harrison Ford, I guess. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But uh, so they eventually made it here with the uh, Cruz and Kidman in 99. But it was a long process to get this film made. And the shooting has the Guinness uh, Book of World Records for longest consecutive movie shoot of like f- over 400 and some days consecutively. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Tom lot. Tom Cruise just kind of goes AWOL for the, a lot of the late 90s there. He could have made so many more movies if he hadn't done this one. <laughs> it seems like a lot of days to end up with this. <laughs> so yeah uh and also like and didn't, the, i mean it pretty much it seems like it sunk their marriage like tom cruise and nicole kidman after this it's pretty much like eh, there's a lot of done. shit they did for this because like uh kubrick wanted the movie's about like uh a married couple well let's read the uh, imdb description here real quick see what they say it is a manhattan doctor embarks on a bizarre night-long odyssey after his wife's admission of unfulfilled longing so it's about like loyalty and a romantic relationship and faith and all that kind of stuff. But, um, fidelity, like Fidelio, you know? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, in preparing for the film, like Kubrick made them take uh, counseling sessions with Kubrick where they had to talk about their marriage and their actual real life problems. What? I see. <laughs> yes. Tom Cruise it like, it would be like, fuck you. Yeah, like maybe now, but back then, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Can I do a stunt instead? 
working with Kubrick. And when they signed their contracts for the film, they said they would be they were open ended contracts. They were in with the project until it ended. So that's why they were there for four hundred some days. But yeah, they went through all these uh, therapy sessions and shit. And uh, then uh, in order to because the the couple in the movie they don't trust each other, you know, they lose uh, their trust. And he wanted to like kind of foster that sense between Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. So he would direct them each separately and he forbade them from telling the other what they were supposed to be doing in their notes and stuff. And like the sex scenes where Nicole Kidman, there's like a dream sequence where she's uh, fucking the sailor guy or whatever. Like he had her film that separate and he would not tell Tom Cruise about it. And there were like three days of naked filming with that guy. <laughs> they did all kind of stuff. So I can understand how their marriage suffered from the production of yeah. <laughs> it wasn't worth it, man. <laughs> so uh there it is. Yeah, Kubrick. Weird fella. Weird fella. But uh all right, so that's basically the premise here. Uh, doc, uh Tom Cruise is a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know? That's believable. No, I'll be I'll honest. I, I'm not buying him as a doctor. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> Well, Jake, what oh. movie did we watch recently where there were some people I just said, I don't buy? Well, do you remember they had jobs? And I was like, well, these people kind of do those jobs in real life. Oh, shit. It was, uh, I think it was Naked Souls again. Remember that scientist guy? Oh. He was like a surfer. That's right. <laughs> like, there's this brain doctor. He looked like a surfer. And then uh, Pam Anderson was an artist. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. This is basically making, you know. Uh, paper mache molds of women's breasts. <laughs> That's pretty much all she did. <laughs> so, all right, eyes wide shut. Here we go. Uh, where do we start here? There, uh, I, I think it, hey, it opens up first shot. Nate, uh, Nicole Kidman getting naked. Yeah, 15 seconds in, we see Nicole Kidman, Kidman's ass, and I was like, all right, all right, I'm into this. Very yellow. She's now, winning over again. And 15 seconds in, we see Nicole Kidman taking a piss. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know what's going on already. I don't, I don't know if I'm into this. But Nicole Kidman, very lithe, very long and lean, her body. Mm-hmm. Listen, once again, like, let me just preface this by saying I hate Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Non-sensible reason. I don't have any. There's movies I, I like. I like Days of Thunder. I like The yeah. Others, you know, every couple, you know, five years yeah. we'll throw The Others on or whatever. Just Turn of the Screw. The Henry James story, the other. Uh, yeah, the turn of the screw, yeah, that one. And then, like, uh, you know, BMX famous. But what I'm saying is, is like, <laughs> I started, I'm not saying this movie's a stripes situation for me, <laughs> but there is definitely two different movies here. And for the first hour and 20 minutes, I was like, how the fuck have I never watched this before? And then the last like hour and twenty minutes, I was like, "Oh, that's why." Really, I would have thought you would have said the other way. Wow. No. I would have thought you said the end is because the end is really where it comes together and everything. No, no, no. Listen, for me, the scenes between Cruz and Nicole Kidman and the deterioration of this relationship and their trust—not that the relationships, but they're starting to fall apart because they, maybe they don't really even know each other like they think they do, even though they have a kid and. And, you know, he's successful, and the whole dynamic is amazing. And then wow. when he's out of the movie, it sucks. It's just kind wow. of like trying to solve a mystery. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, he's in the firm again, except the firm wears masks. It's kind of See, the same fucking thing. 
I would yeah. have bet anything. That's it would have been the other way with you. I thought you would have liked I, the second half. Not the they first are half. so good together. That whole dynamic of them just, you know, figuring out this relationship and like, holy fuck. I mean, we'll get into all this, but I mean, I love them together. Huh. Jack, yeah. are you surprised? That stuff's like that? a little too, a little bit. I mean, that stuff, I don't know. That feels a little too raw for me. It's just like almost painful at times to watch <laughs> what's happening with these two. They were awesome screen, together. They were amazing yeah. together. I mean, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Holy fuck. They definitely have chemistry. And I'll tell uh, you what, man. Nicole Kidman looking good sunk in this movie. I, again, I, yeah, I don't, I don't find her uh, usually attractive at all. But, no. man, yeah, I like her in this. Yeah. Hell, yes. She's got that long neck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> looking you good. Ass. You get to see titties several different times from her. <laughs> But there's a lot of goddamn nobody shaved in this fucking movie. I can tell you that much. <laughs> it could have been made in the 70s as far as the bushes went. So he was trying to recreate that hedge maze from The Shining with all the bush. <laughs> so yeah, we we open up with her uh, dropping a, a like her negligee and uh, she's getting naked because they're getting ready to go to a party. Yes, big fancy party, and that's why you see her on the toilet there uh, uh, making water. Because uh, they're getting ready, and you know Tom Cruise is getting his wallet and his cufflinks and everything, and they heard up, man. All right, let's go to the big party. And you see, they got a little girl and uh, talk to the babysitter, and like, oh, let's go to the. Big-. They're very rich because he's a very successful doctor. Yeah, he's a doctor. I'm not buying him as a doctor, but <laughs> they have a good life so far. Yeah, the that- other thing I think, okay, I'm, I didn't mean to, you know, I don't mean to interrupt, but I uh, think another thing for me that. This movie didn't go any d- direction where I thought it was going to go. And maybe that's another thing that plays in on me. But I really thought, like, that they were a swinger couple, and they weren't a swinger couple. No, no, no. no. All right, so I'm fine with that, that they're not a swinger couple. But I don't know, man. And then towards the end, I thought, oh, okay, maybe every single person that Tom Cruise has encountered in this movie is somehow tied to this fucking firm called, but that also didn't happen. So I was like, no, it kind of did. It kind of did. Not, not too bad though. A little bit, but not what I thought was going to happen, but we'll get to all that. Yeah. All right. Um, so, uh, they're getting rid of the party and Tom Cruise, like he's very rich. Like if you just start watching the movie, like, Oh, he's one of the elite, but no, 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 he's not an elite. He's, he's rich, but he's, yeah, he's, there's levels to this shit, you know? So, yeah. uh, he, he's like a peasant to them. But, uh, so they go to this big party and it's, uh, Sidney Pollock is, uh, the director. He, he plays Ziggler, this big, uh, rich guy who's Tom Cruise's friend. He's throwing this big party. Apparently that was Harvey Keitel originally. Oh, okay. Huh. I can see that. And, uh, the story's very, uh, they say he had a scheduling conflict, so he had to leave the film, but the Harvey Keitel says, uh, Kubrick fired him because they weren't getting along on the set. Oh, and uh, also see that. Yeah, Harvey Keitel dead in real life? I don't think, or was he? I don't. I don't believe so. Oh, you think he's still alive? Yeah. Okay. All right. I like Harvey Keitel. I was just wondering. He seemed older. Someone uh, was supposed to play the wife too. It might be my girl again. Um, Let me look that up real quick here. Uh, Who was supposed to be his wife? This guy got a thousand trivia notes for this movie on IMDb. Um, but I don't know. I can't remember. I want to say it was Jennifer Jason Lee was supposed Wait, to be the what wife. wife? Uh, just Ziegler's wife at the party. You only see her like for a couple of scenes there. Okay. Yeah, in the introductions. But anyway, they go to this big fancy party. The kind of party Larry and I used to go to. Yeah. Back in the day. 
all the uh, tuxedos <laughs> and evening gowns and people dancing, like slow dancing and everything. We uh, used to slow dance oh, and yeah. stuff. <laughs> Larry, <laughs> I would lead. Yes. Yeah. But uh, so they're at this big party and they, they kind of, uh, you know, work in the room. And uh, Tom Cruise gets with two ladies. Right. He's, he's chatting up two ladies, two mm-hmm. foxy ladies. And they want to make three. They're pretty blatant. Yeah. About the fact they want to make three. Pretty badly. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, Nicole Kidman, she meets this, uh, handsome older, f- uh, fella from, uh, I don't know, like Hungarian or something, maybe? Yeah, I think he's from Hungary. People say he's kind of like a stand in for George Soros. Yeah. I want to get real conspiratorial with it. Uh, but hey, how about that little opening there when, uh, she's sitting, leaning up against the table, her drinks on the table. And he picks up her drink, and she says, oh, I think that's my drink. And he says, oh, I am most certain it is. And he just yeah. drinks it right in front of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, I thought, like, all right, they're this, like, you know, he's a doctor. They're successful. They have a nice home. They have a great kid. Everything's going great. It's Christmas time. Everything's decorated. They're swingers, though. But they're not. And it's yeah. like. Well, that's the whole point of the movie. They're not swingers. Like, they're trying to stay faithful to each other. I get that. But while she's dancing with this old George Soros, um, she seems real into it. She's very flirty and smiley. And he's smiling. I'm like, all right. Because he even's like, come on, let's, you know, let's get the fuck out of here. We'll we'll do some stuff. And she's oh, not not yet. Because she says, you know, he goes, what do you do? And she says, well, I I don't have a job. I I used to manage an art gallery, you know, but now I have a family. And he says, well, I've got friends in the art world. Again, another conspiracy tip there. The art world's full of creeps. And he's like, I got got friends there in the art gallery. We could set you up. She's like, no. But yeah, he's he's working her hard, you know. He wants to close the deal with her. And then at some point they notice Tom Cruise across the room there. And and he says, oh, who's that? He goes, oh, she's like, oh, that's my husband. But she's like reluctant to tell him even that it's her husband. But they keep flirting, and he keeps trying to close things with her. But uh, eventually, she just holds up her ring on her finger. She, she's like, I can't. You know, I'm married. You know, I can't do this. And she walks away from him. And then Tom Cruise, before he can, uh, it looks like he's going to go have fun with the two ladies, you know. But uh, a guy comes up and says, hey, uh, Ziegler needs you upstairs. Yeah. He's got a problem. Yep. So, so they, Cruise is upstairs, the whole conversation is going on with Nicole Kidman. In this yeah, whole- yeah, yeah. Uh, so when they go upstairs, Larry, uh, what does Tom Cruise find? Sidney Pollock's upstairs there. Yeah, there's like a there's a hooker who's OD'd on a speedball or whatever, and uh, he needs you know Tom Cruise to you know make sure she doesn't die at his house. A naked hooker as well. Yeah, she's got no shirt on for sure. Oh yeah, and a bush. Yeah. Yeah. And and when he opens the door, <laughs> Sidney Pollock is in like tuxedo pants and suspenders, no shirt. Yes. <laughs> so. He's like seventy years old, way better shaped than me. <laughs> well, that's sad. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if anyone looks at Sidney Pollock, they're like, that guy's in better shape than me. It's a red flag. <laughs> yeah. It is that's a red your flag. aspirational model. But uh, Tom Cruise comes in and he uses his doctor's skills, which is basically telling, hey, Mandy, can you open your eyes? Mandy, yeah. can you hear open me? your eyes, Mandy. Can you hear me? I'm yeah. Tom Cruise. <laughs> she says, all right, you're going to, you got very lucky, you know. But uh, don't do this again. You can't be doing this stuff. All right. Yep. Yeah. And Not why are you out. fucking Sidney Pollock? You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, he helps out his buddy Ziegler there. And uh, they go home from the party then. And uh, she busts out the weed then, right? Is this uh, the same night? 
Um, I don't know. Is it? I don't know if it's the same night or the next night. Yeah, it's oh, probably right. Nice. They mentioned we have to call him and say, you know, thank them for the party or something like that. Yeah, yeah. isn't there also like a sequence of shots of him? Uh, she, she's a stay-at-home mom now with the daughter, taking care of the daughter. Yes. And you see them going through their day, and and he's at work as a doctor, and right away you see he's got a foxy lady topless on his examining table yeah. right away. And <laughs> but he's going through his job there. Yes. Hey, I guess he does mammograms. Is basically his uh, his job. <laughs> <laughs> he does everything. But, uh, Jack, I didn't count the boobs in this movie, but this is Sedaris territory. <laughs> yeah, sure Girl, is. A party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot. So, yeah, after they, we see them going about their days, then they come home, and then she busts out the weed, and uh, they get high together. She looks really good here. Listen. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here, but... <laughs> <laughs> I've never in my life split a joint with somebody and then acted like this. Yeah. <laughs> not what happened. Weird. They're <laughs> weird. Like, oh, I can barely hold my head up and shit. And it's like, I don't know if you, like, replaced <laughs> that with something, but that's not how weed works. So those acid-dipped cigarettes from uh, on him in Hollywood. And here's the other thing, too. Is like, it definitely, it's not going to happen in seven minutes. <laughs> well, who knows how long they've been smoking there, right? Because they're just, uh. I mean, they're just passing a joint back and forth. Is it ten minutes to smoke a J? Like, okay, <laughs> if you smoke three J's and it's two hours later and you guys are just staring at each other, I get it, but five minutes into it, nah. <laughs> but anyway. So, uh, so Larry. Time that he's taken. What I'm hearing, Larry, is you wish this movie was longer. You wish they would have. <laughs> No, not longer. Just, you know, don't stereotype the weed like that. That's not – that doesn't happen. Yeah. I'm he gets so aggressive for being on weed, yeah. yeah but the, it's like, oh. But the important thing is she's, like, lying down on her side. They're smoking a joint just her underpants and, like, a white uh, – like a wife beater top kind of. Like a, a see-through. Yes. It's very nope. nice. Here's what I'm saying. 15 seconds in, we see her ass. About 20 minutes and 15 seconds in, we see her tea ties. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Tom Cruise is shirtless for the ladies out there as well. So, I got to tell you this, yeah. too. I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to be creepy, but I am creepy as fuck right now. Like, her stomach is, <laughs> like, all muscular and shit. Like, God damn. I was like, what the fuck am I sleeping on Nicole Kidman? <laughs> What the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's, older. She's older than me, though. So. so yeah. oh, oh. That's rare. To die for? She doesn't I get naked, but that. man, does she look good in there. Oh. I never saw I never saw Bewitched, but every time I see her with that little black wig from Bewitched, like, doesn't she play Serena, like, the sister, too? Like, you know, the two roles? And I was like, oh, she looks good there. But like, She was know. good as Lucy. In the uh, yeah, I didn't see that. The didn't see that thing. Yeah, it's okay. It's not terrible. All right, so they're getting high, and uh, she's just saying, "Hey, well, did you uh, tell me about the? I saw you with those two girls last night at the party. That did you uh, fuck them?" And he's like, "What? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about?" And she's like, "Well, you sure disappeared for a long time there with them." And he's like, "Oh no, no, no! I didn't disappear with them. Uh, Ziggler was sick. I went upstairs to check on our buddy Ziggler." You know? And she's all like, oh, come on. Tell me those two girls don't want to see. No, no, no. Doctors. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, she oh, says yeah. uh, that's different. That, that was about. She's, um, yeah, she's talking about the, the people in the office. Like, you yeah, go, see, you're examining a woman. They're getting the nipple. Get squeeze. 
Have you ever seen it over Dr. Bill's penis or dick or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, she's talking about his patients. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you guys are, yeah, she, yeah, that is correct. Yeah, but yeah. she says, like, dicky. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but the reason she started getting all angry about it, because they're having the conversation and, um, he says, well, who was that guy you were talking to? You know? And she goes, oh, you know, just a, a friend of Ziggler's. And, uh, he says, well, I can understand why you would talk to you because, you know, you are a beautiful woman. And she get that, that's what sets her off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, that's the only reason anyone ever talked to me because I'm beautiful. Like, you don't think, because again, she, uh, she had to give up her job. You know, she lost her identity. She's just a mom now. She feels a little weird. So she's like, oh, that's all I am now is just a good looking lady. Uh, and so that set her off. And then she started talking about the patients and, and, and then it's talked about men and women if they're faithful. And he says, well, you know, women are just different than men. And uh, and she's like, oh, because a man has to put his dick in everything and women have to nurture. And, and he's like, well, that's not what I'm saying, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's quite it's quite the authentic marriage fight. Really good. Uh, yeah. uh, but she but he says uh, somehow comes up where she says, oh, you would be surprised, you know, about women always being faithful. And he's like, what do you what do you mean? Yeah, you know, he's right. And she tells him this long story about how there's this guy she saw when they were on a vacation together, uh, some naval officer. Mm-hmm. And she just saw him mm-hmm. and he just glanced at her and she couldn't move. Yep. She way into this guy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like we all have. That, that's probably like when I go to Giant Eagle, all the ladies look at me, you know, and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> that guy buying tofu. He's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. She's. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I couldn't move. And she goes on this long story about how she wanted to fuck this guy so bad. And she's like, I would have I given would have up thrown away our entire marriage. <laughs> I would have given up just you, our once. daughter, our whole life <laughs> just for one night with that guy. <laughs> and he, yeah. Tom just staring at her like, what the fuck are you saying right now? Yeah, like, she even says something like, the next day I went and to go meet him and he was gone already. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it, Pursued and, it. That's what I'm saying. And I, like Nicole Kidman, not a good hang in this movie. <laughs> We're not a lot of people. And then, she says, and then she says that day, you know, our, our daughter Helena, she had like a friend or whatever. That, and then uh, we made love that afternoon, and the whole time I thought of him. I just couldn't stop thinking of him. And, and Tom Cruise is just stunned. He's like, "What the fuck is going yeah. on? Why did we ever smoke that joint?" You know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. But then right before he can like get into it more with her, uh, the phone rings. And, and one of his patients has, has died. Lee yeah. Nathanson. Yeah, he's very I good. Put the close caption on because I'm like, I don't know what they're <laughs> saying on the phone or what, what he says when he gets off the phone. He's like, Lee Nathanson died. And I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. Lee <laughs> yeah, so, Nathanson. So he's like, all right, well, I got to go you know, show my face over there, you know, uh, the family. But because, uh, you know, he's a rich doctor who makes house calls, you know, these yeah. wealthy people. And he needs a break anyway. He's, he's, he needs a, he took a standing eight count. She's been knocking him from rope to rope. He's, <laughs> he needs a referee stoppage here. He's like, all right, I'll be back. We'll talk about it later. So he goes to, yeah, she's TV. been stacking the bleeds. Yeah. So <laughs> it was brutal, man. She just, man, yeah. Fine though. She did not fuck anybody. That, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. But it, is that almost worse though? Cause it's like, <laughs> Like if she just fucked someone, it was done and over with. But she's still thinking of that navy guy, you know. Yeah. Well, a year later, thinking isn't cheating. 
<laughs> is it? I don't know. Uh, so um, he goes to the house though to see this uh, the the daughter of the guy who's dead, and he's dead in the bed there, you know. And uh, this daughter wants to fuck Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so I don't understand this. Cross country with like, her, her fiance, but she doesn't want to. She wants Tom Cruise. Yeah. It's a little because, dicky. Because yeah, but but like she kisses him. And, I love you. Yeah. I love you. And he's like, we've never had a conversation yeah. anything more than about your dad. <laughs> so I didn't understand why she loved him. Or, because she's just obsessed with him. Like uh, I think it's the whole. Uh, Maybe doctor, even though she wasn't the patient, her dad was the patient, so kind of like the savior complex. Like, you know, she obsessed the doctor, like really holds him up in reverence. And she's like, oh, I love you. And it's Tom Cruise, Larry. He's a handsome man, you know. Oh, he is handsome. So. But there's no it's, – it's definitely no, like, they fucked at some point and he's no. to play it off. No, no, no. no. Yeah, he's – right, he's right. innocent here. But yeah, either, but I just wanted to make sure because it was a – she just really goes for it. Yes. She, well, she's like most, she's emotionally distraught. You know, she's crying. Her dad just died. She doesn't know what's going on, and and that's what he's trying to tell her. He's like, "You're just very emotional right now. You don't know what you're saying. You don't know what you're doing." But she's like, "No, no, no. I love you. I love you. I don't want to get married." And also, the marriage thing comes into the play too because she's about to get married, and um, and he says, "Oh, congratulations!" When he hears that, but you know, in his head, he's thinking, "Maybe marriage isn't so great." Because I just had Nicole Kidman tell me that she wants to fuck this sailor guy. You know. <laughs> That was a long time ago, though. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, she eventually kisses, and then her uh, fiance shows up, you know, to give his condolences. His name and, is Carl. Carl, yeah, and uh, that's your middle name, Larry. I know. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, but then Tom Cruise uses that to beg off. You know, he's like, "All right, I gotta go here," but yeah, hey, uh, your dad is real proud of you. You know, even though you just tried to fuck me in front of his dead body, he's real proud of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> As you can see him dead in the bed, like the way the shot is. And uh, so he leaves, you know, and he's like, oh, the fuck is going on in my life right now? You know, <laughs> what is happening to me? Bonnie <laughs> Cueto still playing? I didn't mean to interrupt, but he's <laughs> on the TV screen right now. Yeah, Johnny Cueto, former Cincinnati Reds pitcher who famously, yeah. the, the the fans of PNC Park uh, rattled him, Larry. They got in his kitchen. Yep. Remember? In no, the playoff I- game. They're chanting, Quato, Quato. on the mound. Yeah, drop the ball. And then the very next pitch, Russell Martin crushes it out into the fucking, like, left center bleachers. That was the last time the Pirates were good, right? Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just, I can't believe Johnny Quato mm-hmm. still plays. But he, he has, like, a 2.2 ERA or something. Oh, so. yeah, pretty good. Yeah. So uh, Tom Cruise now he's walking, he's trying, he's walking the streets there in New York. This movie was shot in London though, even though it's uh, that's yeah. Similar. Oh, that was shot in London. Yep. And uh, but isn't this where the the, the gang of uh, yeah, parents? I don't get this yeah, like either. the frat guys. I didn't understand this scene. Did I? Miss were they? Uh, I was confused about whether they were fat uh, frat guys or were they gay guys pretending to be tough. What was going on here? I yeah. don't know. He's basically, walking down the sidewalk, and they're coming from the opposite direction. There's like five or six of them, and then they just like shoulder bump him, and like he falls into the car, and they're like, "You're a faggot! Come on, faggot! Stick it in my ass, faggot!" And I'm like, "He's just walking down the road. I don't understand. He's on the sidewalk like you guys. What, what, why is he gay about that?" I, I think the 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 point of the scene though is probably to show him. Uh, 
losing his uh, his manhood here because he uh, Nicole Kidman humiliated him, and now this lady he didn't you know go after this lady who loves him so much so maybe hey what are you gay you know one of them deals, but uh, so, so it he, opens him up to the next lady he sees. Yes, it really makes him say you know what yeah because I guess when you're Tom Cruise smoking hot ladies just come up to you all the time you know I would imagine <laughs> yeah yeah. So he's he's going for a walk, and this uh, really foxy hooker, uh, we, her name's Domino. We learn later, right? She uh, she comes up. She says, "Hey, you want to go have some fun?" And he's like, uh, "I guess." She's like, "I live right here. You know, yeah. we can go have some fun. You know, it's better in there than it is out here." And he's like, <laughs> "You know what?" He was actually My recording wife... the first episode of the Ed Show when she showed up. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I mean, he's like, yeah, you know, my wife wants to fuck a Navy guy. All right, let's go. So uh, they go up to her apartment. I like this girl here, this Domino. I was a fan of this Domino. Yeah. Apparently, she was uh, signed to work on the movie for two weeks, and uh, Cooper kept her two months. <laughs> I put two fingers inside of her. So uh, I don't know if we needed that, Larry. That was a little. I'm just saying. I mean, I heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's they <laughs> up to the apartment, you know, and she's a working girl there. But I like how this scene was shot because on the street, you know, they don't even acknowledge if uh, she's a hooker or whatnot. You know, they get up uh, upstairs and he's like, oh, should we talk about money? And she's like, yeah, uh, what do you want? He's like, what what do you would you recommend? recommend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I forget what her response is to that. I don't like to say it in words or something like that. How about oh, yeah, you yeah. just trust me? And he says, all right, I am in your hand. I'll leave myself in your hands. And she says, how about one hundred fifty dollars? He says, that sounds great. Because he's a rich guy, you know, and uh, so they're about to go at it, you know. But he gets a call on the phone, mm. and it's Nicole Kidman. Yep. She's like, "Hey, where you at?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, you know, we're waiting for some relatives to show up." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't really talk right now. And she's like, "All right, well, you know, uh, how long are you going to be?" And he's like, "I don't know. It's going to be a while." He's like, "Oh, right, I'm just going to go to bed then." He's like, "All right." He doesn't say he loves her or anything. He just says, all right, bye. He hangs up. And he goes back, and uh, she says, hey, is that Mrs. Dr. Bill? And he's like, yep, that was the wife. And she's like, all right, so uh, do you you have to go? And he's like, yeah, I I think I got to go. But he pays her the $150. Why the hell not? He's got money. He's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. Yeah. I would she doesn't she doesn't want to take it, you know. She's like, hey, no, you don't have to pay me. We didn't do anything. She's like, no, 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 take the money, take the money, because he's rich, and that's what rich people do. They throw money at problems, and it goes away. That's yeah, yeah. that is true. So all right, so Tom Cruise, he's having quite the night. So now he leaves that place, and he's uh oh earlier at the party, Larry, at the Ziegler party, he meet, he sees one of his old uh, classmates from medical schools playing the piano up on yeah. stage. Nick Nightingale, I think his name is. Nightingale. Yep, Nick Nightingale. And uh, uh, Nicole Kidman says, oh, he plays well for a doctor. And he says, well, he's not a doctor. He dropped out of medical school, you know. But he talks to him at the party, and Nick Nightingale says, hey, some night you should stop by. I'm at the uh, Club Sonata, or the Sonata Club, or whatever the fuck it's called. And and it just so happens, he's walking down the street, oh, there's the Club Sonata. Well, you know what, I'll stop in and see old Nick Nightingale. So he goes in there, and... uh, he uh, he misses Nick's. Uh, he just catches him at the end there, but uh, they're having a drink together. And uh, Nick says, "Hey, I got to go play another show here a bit there. It doesn't start till two. He's like, "Hey, where are you playing? I'll go watch you there." And he's like, ah, "I can't tell you. I don't know where it's at." He's like, "What the fuck do you mean? Yeah, you don't know where it's at?" Yeah. He's like, "They'll call me up like an hour ahead of time and they'll let me know the address. Then I go." 
Also, I'm blindfolded. Yeah. <laughs> That's a red flag, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, they probably pay pretty I, well. Last time I went, uh, the blindfold wasn't on so much. <laughs> yeah, so he's able to watch some things. But uh, here the, his phone rings, and it's uh, it's the people there, and they're giving him the address. And then he's writing down on a napkin, and Tom Cruise steadies the napkin for him while he's writing down. And he writes down Fidelio. Fidelio. Yeah. <clears throat> he's like, what is this? And he's like, oh, that's the password. You know? And uh, he's like, hey, hey uh, there, Bill, I hope you uh, understand, but I really got to go. And Tom Cruise says, hey, you know, you got to take me with you, you know? Because <laughs> uh, this sounds yeah, awesome. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Yeah, a party where uh, there's passwords involved and you're blindfolded. This is great. And because uh, he also mentioned everyone's in costumes. They wear like cloaks and uh, masks and everything. It's really weird shit. Hey, by the way, this is some shot all the women like you wouldn't believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise yeah. He I mean, wants to get laid uh, to get back at his wife. So uh, but uh, th- this party scene is shot at a Rothschild mansion. So. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really does, <laughs> and uh, so uh, he, Nick eventually he says, "You know what? I don't have to go with you. Just tell me the address. I'll show up. They won't. They won't know. They won't know." Yeah. And uh, where are you gonna get a costume this late at night? Yeah. So he's like, "Yeah, don't you worry. I'll get a costume." So uh, he gets the address from Nick, but then now he has to go get a costume. Now, there could be people who argue this scene could be shortened. You know? uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he saw, he finds this guy with the costumes. Uh, he has a patient. He used to run the costume place, but the patient left town. So this guy now owns the business. And uh, this guy's a foreigner of some type. And uh, he, he brings him in and he shows him the costumes. And it, this scene does go on a very long time. And uh, But when they're looking at the costumes, Larry, what happens? Well, he notices there's... Some noise going on, doesn't know. He turns the lights on. There's a big table of Chinese food and shit. Like, what the fuck's happening? Finds a couple guys just, like, uh, you know, um, in their underpants hiding in, in the costume shop. And his daughter's there, and she's in her bra and underwear. And oh, Louis Sobieski. Remember yeah. her? Yeah, for 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah, his <laughs> underage daughter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like 16-ish. She was in like uh, you know six movies and then she went away basically the lifetime I think. Yeah, like yeah, uh, he- Helen Hunt two point oh. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I could see that. Uh, apparently, one of the uh, IMDb trivia notes was that uh, Lily Sobieski on all the movies she worked on, she always asked the stars of the movies for a lock of hair. That's weird. But Tom Cruise <laughs> refused to like. Six. Tom Cruise refused to partake in such a thing. He said, nope, not giving you a lock of hair. Yeah, it's so, witchy. Yeah, good on you, Tom Cruise, because that is creepy. Yeah. So so uh, anyway, the the costume guy, he's like, what the fuck are you doing to my daughter? You know, he creeps it, and he locks him in the room. He says, I'm calling the cops on you, sons of bitches. Yeah. Um, and Tom Cruise, and Lily Sobieski runs behind Tom Cruise, and she's still in underpants and bra, and she's hugging Tom Cruise like for protection and stuff. And and he's like, what the fuck is going on? This is the weirdest night ever. <laughs> and uh, and the costumes goes, hey, well, but you know, I'll get you that cloak and the mask and whatnot. So he gives him his costume, and then now he goes out to the address. He gets in a cab and he goes out to the big Rothschild mansion. This was his first mistake, taking a cab, you know. Yeah. And then having the cab wait. That's a that's a that's a sign, you know, because there's people at the gate waiting for him and they're in masks. 
and he gets up. He tells the cabbie, hey, wait for me. He rips a $100 bill in half. He says, uh, I always thought that was a weird move because I don't want to tape up a fucking $100 bill. Yeah, I hear you. Fuck you. Because then the bank always looks at you like you're a dick. Or the yeah. grocery store, whatever. Yeah, you try to put it in like the uh, the grocery store, the uh, the little uh, thing that sucks it in, you know, and it spits yeah, it back out. Yeah, I ain't taking that. There's tape in the middle. Why the fuck just stick it in there? Yeah, but yeah. Gonna... Don't trust you if you bring a non-ripped hundred in. They gotta fucking <laughs> put the marker on it, hold it up to the light and shit. They gotta call their grandma. So, <laughs> all right, but uh, he gets the cabbie to wait there for him, but he goes up to the gate, and the fellas are like, password, sir? And he's like, uh, Fidelio. And he's like, oh, right this way. Let me walk you up to the house. So they walk him up to the house, and he gets in, and they ask him again, password, sir? Fidelio. Yeah. And he goes, and he puts on his little mask and his little cloak there, and uh, this is a wild, wild scene, Larry. Wild, wild scene. <laughs> It's weird. This is what I'm saying. It's kind of like a firm. I don't know. Like, here's what I didn't understand was how how did they know he didn't belong there? Yeah, apparently. Well, they from the cab. Uh, Stanley Pollock explains this at the end. Uh-huh. Like the cab was the first yeah. on. Yeah. And then like, when they when they took his coat. Uh, they, there's a, a tag in there from the rental place, and it had his name on it. And okay, also, this is all explained later. Yeah, I, I. But it seemed like in the moment, like people were immediately like eyeballing him. Like, well, oh, it's not part of this. Those people were Stanley Pollock and his wife, I think. But how did? But he had a mask on. Did they recognize him even with the mask though? That's the thing that's a little. Yeah, weird. yeah they did seem to. Yeah. Just his eyes from you know forty. Well, he is a very tiny man. He is. Yeah. <laughs> Like the lady that sacrifices herself for him, she was already warning him without ever seeing his face, so she seems to already know who he is. She may have seen his face before he came in. Like, yeah, it seemed like he put the mask on right when he walked in the door, like to the main room, but maybe Uh-oh. there's a slim chance he could have seen it beforehand. But hey, Jenk, you might know this. Uh, speaking of Tom Cruise being a tiny man, Larry, I heard this on the radio uh, last week and I was driving to shoot the hockey. They were talking about Danzig on the radio. Them sports yeah, kids, you know? five, five, three, one, nine. Oh, you heard that? Yeah, I heard that too. I was. Did talk- you know he's five foot three? I didn't know he was that small. No, I knew he wasn't huge or anything. But he I, 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 I thought he was like six four or something. No, I he was like a monster, Danzig. I also heard he has no. a historically famous like micro penis. Mike, I thought you were going to say enormous penis. No. Yeah, yeah. Super small. Oh, wow. And there's a video on YouTube where I don't remember who he's arguing with. He He's getting mouthy. It's like at a concert venue, and he's fucking arguing with somebody else from a different band, and this dude just knocks him the fuck out. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah, but Jank, were you aware he was that tiny? You're a music guy. Did you know Glenn Danzig was? Uh, I definitely didn't think he was large. I guess that's that's smaller than I would have thought. But yeah, I didn't think he was a giant. Now keep in mind, I haven't thought of Glenn Danzig since uh, you know the 1990s that Mother song and it was playing on MTV or whatever. But I was uh, as a young person, I always thought, oh, that guy's huge. He's a monster. I think he's uh, <laughs> he's still around. He's like a movie director now, like a Rob Zombie type. He makes these. Oh, that's movies. right. Fucked up horror movies, I guess. Yeah. I think Red Letter Media did one of those one time and just ragged on it. He's he's a big comic book guy, that Glenn. Oh, Red Letter Media. Yeah. Yeah, He likes the comic books. 
his logo was taken from a comic book. That skull thing with the horns. Mother. So anyway, let's get back to uh, Tom Cruise at the party. So yeah, he's at the party. He's got the mask on. There's all these people in robes and whatnot. And, uh, there's a bunch of uh, topless uh, smoking hot ladies in masks in a circle. And they're performing some sort of a ritual with the high priests and everything. And, uh, Weird shit going on. Nice. Yeah. It's hypnotic. It's it's very Kubricky. It's you know, it's very uh Kubrick's very good at setting a tone with his music in his movies. I really like the way he does that sort of thing. I really like I I you know this seems just it's it's creepy because like some of the masks are real weird looking, like a, a mouth like gaping open. It looks like yeah. somebody Screaming. Like, there's some creepy-looking things going on. The whole thing's creepy. I didn't know if, like, oh, is that guy supposed to represent Satan in the middle since he's in all red and everybody else is in all black? I don't know. Yeah, he's just a high priest there. And I guess if you follow uh, the um, – there's some little clues throughout the movie. Like, I guess they think he's like a – this isn't told in the movie outright, but if they think it's a fashion designer – who's serving as the high priestess or the high priest because, well, I don't want to spoil. I'll talk about it later. I'll talk about it at the end. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) There's some kind of ritual going on. Yeah. Sex ritual or whatever. But the the girls are like kissing and they're going around a turn. And then the the priest walks by and he taps a stick in the ground and the girl gets up and then she walks over and and pairs with one of the hooded dudes in a mask. And she walks off with him to go have sex. And one of the ladies does and grabs Tom Cruise, you know, and she starts walking off with Tom Cruise, and she's like, hey, you got to get out of here. You don't belong here. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck do you mean I don't belong here? And he's like, yeah, you're not one of them. You're, this is very dangerous if they find you here. You, you need to get out of here, you know? Yeah, your life's in danger, and maybe mine, too, for warning you. So, And he's still trying <laughs> to talk to her. And he's trying to figure out what's going on. But then someone else in a mask walks up, and he says uh, "Can you?" to the lady, he's like, hey, come with me for a second. Or can I borrow you? And he walks her upstairs, and you get to see her walking up the stairs. That's a hell of a shot. And uh, Larry, a lot of good-looking ladies in this movie. You know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, there are. And so Tom Cruise guys in this movie. So Tom Cruise is just uh, wandering around the mansion now since his uh, partner's gone, and it just there's just a bunch of fucking going on in all the rooms. Just people. Yeah. It's probably one of them jank family events. You know, one of them deals where they get together. I hope the <laughs> janks aren't all. Oh, well, well. Each other. That's <laughs> no, no, not having sex with each other. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. What about Scooch or whatever? <laughs> Scooch is the high priest. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not buying it. <laughs> so there's all these people having sex. <laughs> and Tom Cruise is just watching, you know. But then uh, this creepy guy in a mask comes up. And he has another lady and a different topless lady here in a mask. And he says, hey, he motions to her to go get that Tom Cruise fella. So he, she walks up to him and Tom Cruise is like, oh, she's like, hey, you want to come with me? But then that first girl comes back and she takes Tom Cruise. She says, no, he's coming with me for a bit. And again, right away, she's like, you got to get out of here. What are you doing here? You can't be here. Walk out of here, dumbass. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, let me see your face. And she's like, no. And uh, she won't keep the mask. And then uh, someone comes up, uh, like the butler comes up and says, hey, uh, are you the fellow with the taxi cab? <laughs> and he's like, it's like, well, the driver's at the door. He wants to talk to you. He says it's very important. He says, all right. 
So he leads him out, but he's not leading him to the door to talk to the taxi driver. He's leading him into the big, uh, a different room where everyone's looking at Tom Cruise now. The high priest is in a chair. He's got some people next to him. And the whole room's full of people in masks and cloaks. And Tom Cruise is the center of attention. And they call him forward and they say, hey, there, Tom Cruise. What's the password? You know? Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, Fidelio. He says, okay, but what about the second password? <laughs> yeah, that's a gay password. What about the house password? <laughs> Like, uh, I re- I could not understand what he was saying, and I fucked up the closed caption, and I ended up exiting out, and I was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> so then I turned it back on, and I didn't put it back on. I didn't. I couldn't understand what he said. It was gate. Right, I thought he said gay. No, no, yeah, yeah, the gate, <laughs> and then the house. What's the house password? And yeah. Tom Cruise just says, "Yeah, I, I must have forgot. I, I can't remember what it was." And uh, yeah. You can tell everyone in the room's like freaking out. They're like, "What the fuck, this guy?" And uh, the high, so then the high priest says, "All right, well, get naked, take your clothes off." And he's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> well, first they have to take his mask off, and, and then uh, he says, "Well, what do you mean, take my clothes off?" You know, and they, hey, take your clothes off. Uh, but then that topless uh, girl that was with him, she comes up on the balcony and she says, "Hey, hey let him alone there. I have, I'm going to redeem him. You know, I'll redeem him." And the, the priest is like, wait, what? You're going to redeem this fella right here? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, you know what that means, right? She's like, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, all right. So they take uh, some people, walk that lady off and they say, all right, Tom Cruise, you get the fuck out of here, you know, <laughs> and uh, and you don't talk yeah, about this. Don't say anything to anybody. Yeah. yeah. What happens with these giant family things? Don't you don't talk about. Them. <laughs> so uh, they, he walks out, you know, but Tom Cruise is like freaking out. He's like, what the hell just happened? Where am I going? So uh, then he goes home, Jank, right? And uh, he's still, like, freaking out. And, and Nicole Kidman's sleeping, but she's laughing in her sleep. Yeah. She's oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he wakes her up, and she's having a dream. Do you remember the dream she was having, Jank? <laughs> uh, well, that naval officer was back again. Um, <laughs> she's still dreaming about that guy. She's uh, in an abandoned city. Yeah. Uh, and the hotel guy's there, and they're getting it on, and there's all kinds of people having sex all over the place, and she's banging all these dudes. Yeah, so and many guys. She just rub it in Tom Cruise's face. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, Tom, and she says, you're there watching. They're, they're laughing at you. Yeah, he was there watching, they're laughing at you. And, uh, and again, Tom Cruise is just sitting there like, what the fuck did I do to deserve this? Yeah. Like. All you do is just humiliate me every time I talk to you now. What is going on? Like, it would have seemed like, oh, he's going to come home, and now she's going to try to make nice with him. No, she's just digging the hole deeper. (laughs) I had another dream where I was getting plowed by hundreds of men, and we were all just laughing at you. He's like, what? It's only been two times. I mean, it's not like it's been... <laughs> two times it's like, like eight hours. Paradigm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> two in a row, but still <laughs> every two. <laughs> like take a break. Give him a day between, maybe, you know, something, but no. <laughs> Just keeps dropping haymakers on him. So he's yeah. like, Oh fuck, you know? And uh <laughs> so then then uh, what happens? I after that uh, I think the next day he has to return the costume. First he goes to try to talk to Nick Nightingale, right? Oh, that's yeah. right. Diner. Yeah, the the the, uh, the cafe is closed. It's not open yet. So he goes next door to the diner. He's talking to the waitress. He says, "Hey, you wouldn't happen to know Nick Nightingale, would you?" She's like, "Yeah, I do." 
Yeah, everybody knows Nick Nightingale. And, and this was a little weird because I guess this is another thing about the elite getting away with things. But everyone, he acts like he's a cop or an FBI agent. Like everyone who wants, he's like, he just shows him his idea as a doctor. He's like, I'm a doctor. It's all right. Yeah, that <laughs> is weird. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like, oh, you're a doctor. Okay. Yeah. The other thing too is, is like Nick Nightingale establishes earlier in the, in the movie that you got to go where the work is. He's, he lives in Seattle, but he's in New York, obviously, and he's just bouncing around playing this piano and shit. But yet, when Tom Cruise goes into the diner next door, the, the waitress just, oh yeah, everybody knows Nick Nightingale. <laughs> he's only been there for like a day. How do you guys all know him already? Well, I think he was there all week. Cause didn't he tell him at the party? Yeah, he's like, I'm going to be there all week. Even if it's a week. So, but, but maybe he eats all his meals at the diner, you know, he's chatting up the waitresses, you know, hey. Nick Nightingale. He's a, he's a hell of a guy, this Nick Nightingale. Sliding two fingers in her. But, I, <laughs> but again, I don't like, he's like, uh, I'm a doctor, don't worry. She's like, I still don't know if I should tell you where he lives. And he says, well, I have some important test results. Yeah. He needs to hear. Well, yeah. then if you're this doctor and you have test results, why don't you also have, I don't know, his address? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, so next we see Beverly Hills Cop. Isn't that what uh, Eddie Murphy did in that movie? He's like, uh, he's got he was trying to get, talk to that one rich guy. He's like, I got herpes simplex tan. That's <laughs> <laughs> all he would, he would want to know about it. <laughs> so he he goes to the uh, the hotel where Nick Nightingale is staying, and Alan Cummings is the check-in clerk, Nightcrawler from the X-Men. Oh, yeah, he's in that, yeah. yeah. I, I immediately think of Josie and the Pussycats. Apparently, Alan Cummings had to, uh, uh, what's the word, audition six times for that part. Really? Wow. Just to be a clerk? Not the part. <laughs> they could have got Paul Rubens to do it. <laughs> now, Mr. Herman. Hey, Mr. Herman. <laughs> that would have been very good. <laughs> have a telephone call in the lobby. So Tom Cruise says, hey, is uh, can you bring up uh, Nick Nightingale for me? He's like, oh, I'm sorry, Nick Nightingale was checked out already. And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, he checked out. And, uh, hey, between you and me, didn't look like the, you know, it looked like he was in some trouble. Looked like he, he had a bruise on his face. Guys who came with him. Two muscly yeah, two guys. guys. One guy went upstairs to his room. One guy took him out. And uh, then he paid his bill. And, uh, yeah, and Nick Nightingale tried to hand me an envelope. And the guy grabbed it and says. Not to talk about this shit. And Tom Cruise is like, what the fuck did I get into here? So uh, then he's like, all right, well, sorry there, Nick Nightingale. So now he has got to take the costume back. Because he still has yeah. a little rainbow bag, rainbow costume company. And uh, he, so he goes there, and, and the guy opens the door, and he's t- giving him back the costume. And he's like, oh, shit, the, the mask is in here. You know? Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck, I don't know what I did to the mask. And he's like, all right, well, just bill, bill me for it. You know, I'll just throw more money at you. And... uh but then, just then, Larry, what happens? Well, at that point, uh, the the two guys that he that the costume guy had caught earlier, the uh, with with the underage daughter, they're, they're there again and they're leaving, and the underage daughter's there, so he's definitely pimping out the daughter. They they came to an understanding, like, yeah, if you're gonna fuck my daughter, you're gonna pay me to fuck my daughter. Yep. You're not gonna yep. fuck my daughter for free. And then he, uh, so Lily Sobieski, she's like, and, he, and then he pulls his daughter to me. He says, hey, let me know if you ever need anything, anything you need. And he shows yeah. the daughter. Yeah, and again, it, <clears throat> this is just uh, the hidden world going on in front of us here with all these people selling their kids into sex slavery and whatnot. And so Tom Cruise says, uh, he's just all freaked out. He's like, uh, okay. And he leaves. And now he's like, you know what? There's still one lady I know I can count on. Domino. That sexy hooker. Yeah. 
we're going to do it this time. I'm going to go have some fun with Domino. <laughs> so uh, what, yep. what does he get her? Like uh, some cupcakes or something? He gets her a uh, cake or something to. He has a little box, doesn't he? Have a little box. Yeah. Before he goes to the hooker's house, um, he goes back to the orgy house, and he gets a letter from like the butler or whatever at the gate. That was before the hooker. That's before the hooker. Yeah. All right. You know, he doesn't say anything, and the things like, "Hey, Doctor Bill Harford, we we know everything, so just fuck the fuck off." Yeah, he's like, the letter says this is yeah, your, second, your warning. second warning. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even think it shouldn't even have had to get this far. It's like that kind of thing. Yeah, because he just pulls up to the gate, and he's standing down at the gate, and you just see this butler walking. Down, like, or they drive up, right? And then the butler gets out of the car. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So then after that, he goes home, and the daughter is like, can I get a puppy? And he's like, I got to go back to the office. So he goes to the office, oh, okay. and he calls the daughter of that whoever guy that died and she was all like, Oh, I love you, Tom Cruise. And she wasn't around. And then he's like, all right, I'll go. Yeah. Back. The fiance picked up. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. So Tom Cruise just hangs up. He doesn't. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. But yeah. if she picked up Larry, he was going to go give it to her. Yes. Yeah. He definitely was. He's trying to get laid. Yeah. He needs his dick wet. So then he goes to the hooker. Yes. All right. He should have got his buddies and went to Mexico. Found Shelly long along the way. <laughs> Losing yeah. it. That would be terrible. Yeah. So uh, then he goes to the hooker Domino's house. He knocks on the door, and it's her roommate because she said she had a roommate, but she wasn't home the night before. And the roommate's like, nah, Domino's not here. He's like, do you know what? She'll be back. She's like, nah, I don't. He's like, uh, she may never come back. back. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, wait a minute. He's like, well, I got something here for her. Uh, Can can you give this to her? And she opens the door. She says, all right, uh, who's this from? And she's like, "Uh, tell her Bill. She's like, are you that Bill? And he's like, yeah, I'm that Bill. She's like, oh, she said she, you're really nice to her. Why don't you come in there? So uh, he, he, she invites him in, and she wants to fuck Tom Cruise. She's like, can I see your dicky? <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Cruise wants to do it too. You know, he's he's into it, and uh, he's about to go. And he's opening up her shirt, and they're real close against each other in the kitchen there. And she's like, ah, we can't do this. You know, we got to. I got to tell you something first. And he's like, oh, all right, what do you got to tell? And it, she drags it out. She doesn't know what to say. She says, um, well. Domino got her test back today. She's HIV positive. Yeah. Yeah. This could have really been called Cock Block the Movie because every time <laughs> Tom Cruise is about to get some, something happens where he yes. doesn't get it. Yep. Yep. And, uh, but he's like, because she thinks they were together the night before. She doesn't know they actually didn't have sex. So he's like, oh, shit, she is HIV positive, huh? And he's like, oh, all right, well. Not only is she sure, she's HIV positive. (laughs) So uh, he leaves there. Where where does he fail to have sex next? I think that might be it, right? He's walking home, and that dude is following him. Yeah, there's this dude in, like, this mohair coat just following him. He's like, oh, fuck. These uh, elite Rothschild Illuminati people are going to murder me. I know it. They're going to kill me. He goes to the stand. Yeah, he buys a newspaper, and then he goes to a cafe to just sit in the cafe and read the newspaper. And what does he see in the paper, Larry? He sees a headline that reads this, and can you explain it to me? This is the exact headline in the paper. Let me get my glasses so I don't fuck this up. All right, here we go. (laughs) It's not a headline. It's like on the second or third page, but it's like, you know, the headline of that particular story. Ex-beauty queen in hotel drugs overdose. 
What does that mean? Like, in in hotel drugs this? overdose. Ex beauty queen in hotel drugs overdose. That's the headline of the story yeah. in the paper, and I'm like, Kubrick is so motherfucking particular <laughs> on every motherfucking thing, from the little fucking cans of Calumet baking powder that he has in the shelves in The Shining shit, and you're gonna <laughs> let that headline in? Yeah, well. it's nonsensical. Like I, I understand the gist of it, but it's grammatically incorrect. Yeah, right? well, yeah. Well, drug overdose probably would be the better way to say. It. You know, just a hotel drug overdose, but drugs or overdoses on drugs or whatever. But it's it's just it's all it, that is amateur hour, buddy. Now, uh, read the name of the guy who wrote the article. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. It's like Larry Sinola or something like that. Something like that. But yeah. he's an actual New York Post uh, reporter, and he helped. He was like Kubrick's media consultant on this, and he's covered a lot of stories for the New York Post over the years, and he was the reporter who got the story that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself in prison. He was the first reporter to report that. Do you think that guy wrote that headline? Uh, I don't know. But uh, that's a little coincidental, right? This movie about the sex trade and sex kids. And it gets the first story about eh, just a little coincidence. All right. But if you keep reading that article, it's about the beauty queen is named Amanda something. Yes. But that's Mandy from the uh, beginning of the movie, the girl who overdosed. And I guess in the article, there's a detail that she had been with a had a relationship with a fashion, a, a high up fashion designer guy. And it broke off or something. And if you go to see and they name the the name of the fashion designer, Leo or something like that. And then at the end of the movie in the credits, if you see who played the high priest, it's that guy's name. OK, so they're saying like it's just another tip that the fashion industry is into this kind of shit, too, about mm. fucking, you know, rituals and shit. <laughs> so uh, so Tom Cruise outside. So uh, Tom Cruise sees this as Mandy and he's like, shit, that's. The girl who I saved from the OD, I think she was the girl at the party. Yes. I think she was the one who was trying to warn me. Yes. So to make sure, he goes to the more the hospital, and again he says, "I'm a doctor," and he shows his ID. Yeah. And they they let him into the morgue there, and uh, they pull out the body, and you get to see her dead, and and, uh, and he's like, "Yep, that's her." Let me ask you something. At one point, when he's looking at her. Yeah. Do you think he was gonna Spider Man kiss her? Because I, I thought, thought so, that yeah. was coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, this is where they got that. Yeah, like I, he was uh, getting. Cl- I, I thought maybe maybe a kiss on the forehead, maybe even if he doesn't go for the mouth. But yeah, nothing. He just stops and yeah. Yeah, I really thought that we were getting a Spider Man kiss there. But uh, yeah, so she's the dead girl, and I think the next thing is when he goes to talk to Sidney Pollock, right? Yeah, Sidney Pollock calls him and says, "Hey, can you come over? I got some. I got. I got something I need to talk to you about." And Tom Cruise, I, I'm assuming, is like, "Uh, another dead hooker with Ben Affleck, or whatever." <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's what he's. Seventeen. a dead hooker from Ben Affleck's trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so they're uh, in like a billiard parlor at uh, Ziegler's house. There, you know, rich fancy guy, and uh, they're having drinks. He's like, hey, we got to talk. Uh, and he's like, oh, what, what's the problem now? And he's like, well, it's not a medical problem. It has to do with you. Yeah. We have a problem. He's like, I was at the party. You know, I know about what happened last night at the party. 
Tom Cruise is like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He's like, hey, no games here, Bill. I was there. I saw you. He's one of them uh, rich elite people in the masks, you know? Yes. Yeah. And he he explains how they found out it was him with the thing about the cab and the receipt in his pocket and everything. And uh, he says, you don't know who these people are, all right? If I told you their names, I'm not going to tell you their names. <laughs> but if I told you their names, you wouldn't be able to sleep at night if you knew who was in that room, all right? So you need to realize who you're dealing with here. And uh, Tom Cruise is like, hey, uh, what about that girl, you know? What about this? And he shows him the article from the newspaper. He's like, oh, yeah, that was that uh, man. Yeah, she's a hooker and she died. What do you want to do, you know? He's like, wait, did you, uh, you kill her? You know, he's like, no, no, she's a hooker. She went home. She got high. She died. People die. Yeah, over. she left. She was fine. Yeah. He's like, wait, what about Nick Nightingale? And he's like, oh, he's back in Seattle. He went home to his family. He's living life. He's like, what about the bruise on his face? I, I was told there's a bruise on his face. Like, oh, that's worried. He should. He deserved much more than a bruise on his face. That prick, you know, for uh, mm-hmm. he's the guy because they found out they knew he you know, they traced it back because he knows he because rec- he was the piano player at Ziggler's party. And he saw him talking to Tom Cruise, so he pieced it all together how Tom Cruise found out about the party. And, and of course, you know, Ziggler's Nightingale's dead, you know. But he's like, uh, but hey, Tom Cruise, you know, you got to watch yourself. Because life, you know, it can end uh, all the time. You know, it just ends, you know. you go, One day you're living, next day you're not. Just be careful. But he tells Tom Cruise, that was all just a big ruse. It was all a charade, you know, the stuff about yeah. the girl sacrificing. Yeah, it was just to scare you. You know, that's not what we really do. You know, just to scare you, to be quiet. Don't worry. But you need to be careful here, you know. So shape up, basically, you know. So Tom Cruise goes home. He's a little rattled, you know. He's like Johnny Cueto on the mound, PNC Park. <laughs> he walks into the the house there, and the little girl's sleeping. He goes into the bedroom, and Nicole Kidman, Jank, and Nicole Kidman's sleeping. And what does he see on the pillow next to her? Yeah. Larry Belch. That's not what he sees on the <laughs> Yeah. He sees yeah, the mask. The mask yeah, from the yeah. park. So how the fuck did his mask get there? You know? So does is that because Nicole Kidman knows he was at the party and she put the yes. mask out? Did someone break in and put the mask on the pillow next to his wife to let him know, hey, we can kill your wife anytime we want? Yeah. No. More likely. So she, she definitely knows she because he came home and locked that in that cabinet and shit, but he mm. took something out of that cabinet and set it on top to lock that thing in. And she probably saw, oh, why is this out? It's normally locked in this cabinet. And she probably went in and took the mask out. That's my two cents. So uh, she wakes up and Tom Cruise just starts crying like a baby. Like a biatch. He's like, I'll yeah. tell you everything. I'll tell you everything. Tell you yeah. everything. But now he never cheated on her, you know? No. He tried. No, not for like yeah. trying. He tried yeah. repeatedly. Yeah. But he never cheated on her. Technically no. But he she, did see, he, she never cheated on him either though. He did see a lot of boobs that weren't hers. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then they cut and we see Nicole Kidman's been crying too and uh they're having this big discussion and whatnot. And then she says, oh, uh, we got to take uh, Helena. She wants to do a Christmas shopping today. Yeah. yeah. So now the, the next thing we know, we see them shopping at this really overcrowded toy store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're with her little daughter there, and they're still having the talk. While she's looking around for the, the various toys, they're still talking about what's going on in their marriage. And he's like, what do we do now and everything? 
And uh, well, what does Nicole Kidman tell him, Larry? Do you do you remember what she tells him? Uh, not word for word, but basically, like you know, you, you never really something about a dream, and you don't really, really know she, people or whatever. She basically says uh, we should be grateful because we survived our little adventures, whether they were in real life or a dream, and we're still together. You know, we're still. Yeah, he's like together forever, and she's like, eh, let's not go that far. Yeah, let's not <laughs> say forever. I don't like that yeah. word. That scares me. But she says, there's one thing that. we got to do immediately, though. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, what's that? Larry? Fuck. That's the last <laughs> word of the movie. That's the last, and then, yeah. you know, credits. Yeah. So there is Oswald Shut. Way to end the movie, for sure. Now, there, there's a, before we get into some other little details about it, uh, Larry, your first time with the Eyes Wide Shut, you said you liked the beginning, but not the second half. You still don't like the second half? I don't like it, man. Once, like, uh, you know, once he starts to try to piece together the mystery of the orgy house and all that, and she's uninvolved, I'm not as invested I, as as I was with the dynamic between those two and their relationship. I understand you know, it, it, you know, this whole subplot with the, with the orgy house and all that, that's part of, you know, their relationship because he's trying to get laid or revenge fuck or whatever it is about it, even though like she never technically cheated on him. But once she's not in the movie, I don't love it as much. Yeah. Now, I guess there are some people who would say, was she not involved or was she at that party? And was, did that Hungarian guy from the party originally recruit her to be one of those ladies? At the party. Well, I will tell you this. Not at the party because <laughs> I was looking for the tits and stomach. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I didn't see anyone that looked like her. Yeah, I would absolutely yeah. pass that thought if she had a mask. Yeah, I don't think she was at the party either. I don't either. No. But, um, something to think about, though. Uh, Jack, w- w- you've seen Eyes Wide Shut. Is this the second time? Or have you seen uh, probably more than that? I've probably seen three or four times, I guess. Yeah, or at least first time like back in college. <clears throat> Do you enjoy it again on a rewatch? Yeah, I think it's one of the better Stanley Kubrick movies for sure. I, I enjoy it quite a bit. It's not The Shining, but it's it's very good. But you know how The Shining, like, there's a bunch of people. Like, Larry, wasn't there a documentary? Like, there's all kind of bunch of crazy people. Shine? Yeah, three yeah. seven. <laughs> well, you can yeah. You can do that with this film as well. There's all oh, kind of shit if you break it down. And dude, you could do it with any movie ever made. I know, but they don't do it with every movie. They only do it with certain oh. movies, and this is one of the movies. Nightmare on Street Five, you could do it with. I don't know <laughs> but, what you get, but there's a lot of esoteric kind of like symbols and uh, stuff in this, and about the child trafficking and the selling the kid, the, the sex slave, and then at the end. Like, there were two guys. That's not even subtext. That's full on text. <laughs> but there is, there is with their daughter. Cause throughout the movie, like, uh, Helene is kind of like a little, uh, Nicole Kidman. They see her staring into mirrors and trying to be her mom and everything. And basically is Nicole Kidman. And Nicole, but real life, Nicole Kidman, her dad was an Australian politician who was a pedophile and he got shamed by it. And apparently she, you know, was probably molested as a kid too. So there's a lot of real life here also imitating the art. But um, so like the MK Ultra stuff, it's like they they raise these sex slaves, these uh, beta kittens or whatever. 
So like when there'd be scenes like Domino, the hooker uh, on her bed, there's a stuffed cat or a stuffed tiger. Then at the toy store at the end, there's all the, the same exact stuffed tiger is everywhere. And the little girl is there's two guys at the party originally, two old guys. And these same two old guys are in the toy store at the end with the little girl. Uh, when when Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman are talking, their daughter just wanders off with the two old guys and you don't see her again anymore. And it's like, where well, are they taking her into like the the coldest world now? Like, was she grooms oh. to be the next thing? Uh, but and then also at the toy store, there's toys that say Magic Circle. There's all these red boxes, and they're called the Magic Circle. And that's basically what they were doing at the ceremony of Magic Circle and this magic ritual. And the way you close out these rituals is with the climaxing during sex. So that's why Nicole Kidman at the end of the movie, like, what do we got to do? We got to go fuck. Because that closes the ritual, you know, <laughs> and they basically basically they gave their daughter uh, like Rosemary's baby. You know, they did their they gave the daughter away. Now they got to close that ritual. So uh, I don't know. But there, there's all kind of stuff if you want to dig deep into it. Just Not Google me. it up. And also there's the thing about the uh, the rainbow because the costume place is called a rainbow. And the two girls at the beginning say, where are we going to go? Uh, we're going to go to the end of the rainbow or whatever, you know, when they're going to go have the sex. Mm. And like the coloring in the film, like uh, anytime there's like a normal world scene, there's always like Christmas lights everywhere. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then when you're in like the elitist world, there are no Christmas lights and stuff. Yeah. And because. Because, like, uh, normal people can't get into that world. Like, it's kind of like a two-world thing situation here. So when Tom Cruise goes from the Christmas lights into that world, he's an outsider. He's got to go. You know, get back to the normal world with the normal folks. You don't belong here. So depending on how deep you want to go into it, there's a lot of stuff there. But um, I like the movie. Uh, I wonder what they did cut out of it. You know, that would be interesting to know. Um but uh I wouldn't yeah. make it longer, I'm telling you that much. <laughs> I uh I like that and Nicole Kidman again, the man. Amazing in this movie. Good work. Good work from Nicole Kidman. Uh, but yeah, I really like this film a lot. Um this is a nine out of ten for me. Yowzer. Wow. You are generous. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> it goes into a lot of stuff I really think about. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I guess. Uh, the conspiracy angle ramps it up to a nine. Yeah. So, Jerry. Oh. Yeah. Um, I guess on the on the pure fun scale, I'll give it a seven, slightly below Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, not quite as quotable, but there's still some good stuff like you know Nicole Kidman <laughs> overacting with the whole. Thing, you know, give it squeezed and all that. <laughs> well, I don't think this movie's meant to be quotable necessarily. No. But... No. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I get, you know, it's, it's very good though. It's, it's a quality movie. Um, I'm going to go the first, you know, hour or so, I'm giving it a nine out of ten. Once Nicole Kidman kind of disappears for the length of a Bible, I'll give that, uh, I don't know, maybe like a six out of ten. So, you know, what is that? All in all, 15, so what is that, seven and a half? We'll go seven out of ten. I don't hate it, but it's just, it's, it's just two different movies. Because, you know, the other thing too is like once, 
I started thinking, okay, they're not swingers. But Tom Cruise <laughs> is now, okay, you know, like once he goes. You're really hung up on the swingers thing. You wanted a swingers movie. I didn't want a swingers thing. I wanted them to explore this world together. So I thought he was going to show up at this party like, oh, this is kind of fucked up. And then show up maybe again the next night, but bring her with him. <laughs> you and just wanted Nicole Kidman to get naked more and have more sex. I, I, well, who doesn't <laughs> want that? She looks amazing in this movie. It just never went any direction. And then. Once again, at oh, the end, was, right? I really thought like, I really thought like, oh, the hotel clerk's going to be there. And, you know, obviously. Why, Sydney why would a hotel clerk be at an elite Illuminati? That's what I'm saying. I, I did, right. I, I, right. But at, at the time, I didn't know it was elite Illuminati. I thought it was this inner circle where he was being played the entire time. And his entire existence was kind of phony. And everybody in his life is at this party. You know, anybody he encountered in that movie that had any – you know, the the woman at the diner is at that party. The <laughs> oh, yeah, was at that party. I thought that's – like they could go that angle as well, but it didn't go that way either. Yeah. It, it kind of was like – it kind of fizzles at the end. It's just like Sidney Pollock's all like, yeah, we did it. Fuck off. And then, then they go Christmas shopping. <laughs> I was like, eh, right? <laughs> like a seven maybe a six i don't know it's in that neighborhood it's all there you go eyes wide shut um mulholland drive larry what do you think i i, I give that like an eight <laughs> yeah they talk awesome i just remember uh at the end jank are people are dancing out of a paper bag by a dumpster or something right <laughs> yeah i guess that's part of it yeah <laughs> Again, it's David Lynch, so there's a lot of weird stuff going on. Jake, what was that weird David Lynch movie you wanted and I mailed yeah. it? What was that called? Uh, Inland Empire is the name of that one. I did finally end up watching that. And, and uh, that was kind of – that's the one David Lynch movie that really just lost me entirely. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's a match. Yeah, it's it's bizarre from start to finish, and it's all shot on, like, video, so it just looks terrible, and I don't know, like, it had no semblance of a plot. Like, I guess there was some semblance of a plot, but there's so many things going on that don't seem to connect, and just, I don't know, I I couldn't kind of stand it, to be honest. <laughs> all right. Hmm. I never heard of it. Yeah, it's like three hours long, too. It's just so long and bizarre. All right, then. Fair enough. Jake, do you have HBO or Max? Or uh, I used to. Yeah, I just got rid of it maybe like a month ago. Mike Dell, you don't have that either, right? Nope. Okay, so, Jank, a month ago, this was on there. Did you watch The Curious Case of Natalia Grace? No. Yeah. It was like, a, I don't know how many episodes. It's a documentary, and it's almost like the real-life version of the movie Orphan. Where this couple adopts this girl, and they're led to believe that she's an imposter, and they, you know, they think she's like 29 years old. So they they fucking, like, she's real, it's so, it's so involved, because she is kind of creepy and shit, and she talks about, like, I want to kill you guys. So, like, they end up, like, throwing her in her own apartment, like, you know, 20 minutes away from where they live. But long story short, like, 
I, she actually was like 12 years old and shit and she was like, you know, she, she had like, uh, like she was like special needs in the sense that like, I mean, not mentally, but physically, like she couldn't really get around and this, that or the other and they abandoned her. It turns out like everybody's real shitty. Like at first you're like, fuck this girl, you know, she's creepy as fuck. And then you're like, fuck these parents. Like I, I don't know, but there's a second part coming out later this summer. It, it was really interesting. I don't know. Hmm. It yeah, was it sounds good. It was very fun to watch. I mean, if you can get HBO back for a free trial just to watch it, it's it's interesting because it's like it's really like it's it's real. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Poor. You know what I mean? Where everybody's kind of shitty and it's like, it's, it's like a train wreck to watch. It's pretty awesome. By the end, you're like, I, I think everybody's kind of shitty in this, in this whole situation. They're Nobody's all, coming off well here. No, yeah. the parents look bad. The family looks bad. The brother, uh, they're all weird. Michael and Christine Barnett claim their adopted daughter who had severe dwarfism was actually an adult and not a little girl. Mm-hmm. Like birth records showed. The wife's not in it at all. The the dad is so over the top melodramatic. It's it, it it is fun to watch. The wife seems like a fucking cunt and a half. <laughs> oh, I'm saying it's a good time though. We watched that. Uh, the curious case of Natalia Grace delivers nearly 10.3 million total viewers. Oh, good. Like, yeah, I guess that's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we watched it. Nick and I crushed it in like one day. We had a good time watching it. We were both. <laughs> Sounds like a real good time kind of documentary. <laughs> yeah, it was. We were just like, holy shit, this is a train. This is like Jerry Springer and shit. Uh, the audience score. <laughs> like the guy who wanted relief and kept getting hand jobs. Oh, the- oh, yeah, I can't remember the <laughs> one. Uh, the, the audience score is only 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, all right, well. There are there are no uh, critical reviews of it on. That seems weird. It was a good time. A shit show. It's a shit show. Like it's like a Tiger King type of thing. Like it's oh, okay. so like bizarre. It's like Honey Boo Boo the documentary. <laughs> Just it's trash time. It's white trash time. <laughs> what the heck? Creepy clown time. Creepy clown time. <laughs> uh, what about Twisted Metal? Are you, uh, yeah, I think that's, didn't that start on Peacock soon or recently? I think so, yeah. I don't even know what that is, but I know Samoa Joe's in it. Yeah, it's, it's based off a video. It's based on a video game, yeah. Okay. Where it was mostly just like trucks. I didn't even remember, know that there were people inside of the trucks, to be honest. No, but I think Samoa Joe is like the clown head. Remember the, the, remember the one? So I guess he's the the one. I don't know, but I am absolutely not going to watch Twisted Metal. It's getting yeah. 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. If you got 69%, I would watch it. <laughs> uh, new TV this week, Harley Quinn, 100% approval. What is Harley Quinn? Is that? Probably yeah, that cartoon show yeah. that's on HBO Max. Uh, popular streaming movies, they clone Tyrone, 93%. Never heard of it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's got Jamie Foxx, maybe. Oh. <laughs> uh, Asteroid City, seventy-four. No way! I'm so fucking sick of that kid making those movies. I like. I, I, I I'm definitely gonna watch that one. That one looks fun. Really? I can't just, stand style. Yeah. I love, I love the Royal Tannenbaums, and this one looks fun like that. 
Uh, Secret Invasion only gets 56%. Oh, I'm not going to watch it then. That's no good. See other movies here. I don't. Hey, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, ninety six percent. Heroes in a Half Shell, Turtle Power. That's higher rated than Barbie and Oppenheimer. Mm. Wow, that seems weird. <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> accurate. Yeah, um, Mission Impossible, ninety six percent. That Tom Cruise is still doing it. I know, Lovich. killing as it. Happy as he is, and as probably as many people as he's had killed. I'm still. <laughs> I am still into that. Guy. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Yeah, didn't you, didn't you do your top eleven Tom Cruise movies recently on here? Yeah, that's why I watched Eyes Wide Shut. I was like, well, last time I was on, I did top eleven Tom Cruise, so I might as well watch the Tom Cruise one. But I wasn't. I wasn't. I almost went with Mulholland Drive because it was shorter. But I was like, I got to pay more attention. But I, got, like I said, I got way into Eyes Wide Shut early on, and then it just kind of just. Um, I am just stunned by that. Like, I, usually people I would think would have trouble staying with it early and then uh-huh. get involved later because they're of the... just really good together. Those two. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. I can see where you're coming from. It's it's compelling drama for sure. The, the interactions between them. I was so into this relationship between. <laughs> Man, she like she just cried. She just what? Paid. It just breaks them. He humiliates him. Yeah. True. Yeah. All right. Well, what else, Larry? What else is there to discuss here? I got nothing. I got to piss real bad. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Been a good three and a half hours. Yeah. Oh, shit. Right. It's longer than both movies we watched. That's <laughs> true. And worse. Fuck. All <laughs> right, Larry. Well, well, thank you for stopping by, Larry. Hell and yeah. uh, you'll be back next week, right? Yes. <laughs> Come on back. Finish up with Mulholland Drive. <laughs> uh, Tuffy should be back next week. Hey, I think the state fair starts soon as well. So. Oh, good. I'll be seeing fried ice cream and you know cheese curds. <laughs> I know. Live vicariously through Tuffy. I would love to. <laughs> Who won it? That Tuffy, you know? He's got the life. I love Tuffy. All right, Jank, thank you. Hey, we never got to your top 11 or game. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Would, would you like to uh, tease it? Like, what what were they, or keep it a secret? Oh, yeah, just hold on to it for now. Good, because we need content on this show. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, Flea Market Fantasy's up there now. Again, we're YouTube stars. Go check us out on YouTube. And TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> and TikTok with the kids. <laughs> and Larry, uh, anything you want to plug? I got nothing. All right. Well, thanks, Larry. Till next week, pass the Monchi Chi, Governor Gabby.
Thank you very much.